So that rounds out the news. And this week in the nostalgia segment, Scott, <laughs> don't you, don't you laugh at me. What are we reviewing, Jeff? Scott and Cleaner are going to go over. <laughs> well, you're going to tell us your favorite figure out of the, out of the bunch. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I'm going to go make a sandwich. <laughs> make me one too. In the words of Barry Frost, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it after this. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff the Queen. Rise to the top, oh yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He's sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 348 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. And Scott, for the first time in a long time, we are doing something ballsy over here. We are having Mike the Cleaner on with a live mic. <laughs> Mike the Cleaner, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Yeah, you're 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 stepping into some some uh some deep waters right here, my friend. <laughs> Living dangerously. I love it. For sure. <laughs> I'm joking. How you doing, Mike? Good, man. Good. How about you? Doing well, man. Doing well. I see you've got a LeBron. I'm not a Lakers fan, but <laughs> I'm glad it's not Cleveland right now because the past three weeks have been rough on this one over here, but <laughs> You've had like a month of cash shots coming at you, dude. They have been. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing them. So, yeah, I couldn't do that to you. Like, uh, you know, if I had a LeBron, even anything LeBron in Cleveland, I would have just put something else on. But this is LeBron Lakers. So I figured I'd be good with that. I have a feeling LeBron's name will be coming up later in the show. Also in the show, we have the winner of Travis Fowler's ultimate giveaway, I guess you could say. Yeah, the Hogan and Zeus. Yeah, we do have the winner chosen. I'm not going to say when that's going to happen in the show because you need to listen. Yeah, stay tuned. I'll just drop it in somewhere, but I'm not telling you guys where. So it'll be an Easter egg. Got to find it. Exactly. Exactly. Also, at the end of the show, we're going to do something different. I'm really looking forward to this. We're going to sit under the learning tree of Mike the Cleaner regarding cards. So if you have any questions regarding cards, Write them down now, Scott, because we are going to sit under the learning tree from Mike the Cleaner. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I saw that in your uh, your very detailed notes, Jeff. Thank you. And thank you, Mike, by the way. <laughs> very yeah. detailed notes. Very professional. Very you guys, get, you guys get prepped very good. I also want to say real quick before we do anything, Travis Fowler, what a heck of a giveaway that is, man. You can't say enough good things about him for doing that for, you know, everybody that missed out and having a chance to get that. Mm-hmm. It, that thing is so sought after and, and so many people got, you know, axed out of it. And, you know, I just, just giving him a, you know, a round of applause, man, because that's, that's wild. It's a hell of a giveaway, man. He, he floored us when he said, Hey, we're going to do this. No holds barred two pack giveaway. Not bad. I'm like, Whoa, dude, what? Are you serious? Yeah. He's a badass. All about that fig life, dude. Just giving back to the community. I love it. For sure. Mike, do you have any plugs? Do you have anything you want to promote? 
Um, I mean, honestly, man, just, you know, I'm just very active on Twitter. Um, Anthony Vito eight is my handle search, Mike, the cleaner I'll come up, but, um, cards in general, as you said, we're going to be doing that later. Um, on Monday nights at seven o'clock Eastern time, I do a wrestling figure or excuse me, a wrestling trading card, uh, buy, sell trade thread. And it's actually gotten a lot of like, it's gained a lot of momentum over the last like month or so. Me and a lot of the big guys in the wrestling card community get in there and, you know, we'll, you know, list stuff for sale, buy stuff. And there's a lot of great deals in there. And if anybody's into the cards at all, want to buy something, sell something or trade something for that matter, um, come on in and, you know, drop the cards you got and, and, you know, you'll, I'm sure you'll find people interested. So I've got to ask, what is the biggest trade you've seen in that thing that you do? So trade wise, there's not a whole lot of trading going on. It's mainly buying and selling, to be honest okay. with you. Okay. Trades, if there are trades being done, they're through DMs. I don't actually see them on the actual, the feed. You know what I mean? Got it. What's the most amount of money you've seen spent on a card? Um, I mean, multiple hundreds of dollars, definitely. Ooh. I mean, I, I myself, I myself bought a lot of cards the other night from uh, one of your listeners, actually. Ricky is his name. Ricky Wells. Geez, I don't know what his Twitter handle is, but uh, I bought uh, a lot of cards from him for $140 just uh, just the other night. So, OK, wow. nice. yeah. a lot of Buffalo Bill cards. <laughs> Man, you can't even touch those Buffalo Bill cards. I mean, you can, <laughs> but my God, I'll tell you, like I sold all my Josh Allen stuff. I made a huge profit on it all but I may have sold it too early, but you know what, when you buy a card for a hundred dollars and you can sell it for 2,700, how the heck do you pass yeah. up that kind of profit? You yeah. can't, man. You can't, you can't, right. You can't. That That's like, cause a, it's so unpredictable, right? Exactly. He could, God, I don't even want to say this, but he could, God forbid, you know, get an injury. Easy, easy. Listen, listen, that superstition stuff's not real anyways. Oh man. I've seen his rated rookie already starting to jump up in price. I think percent. Oh, it's, it's already going for Buku bucks. If it's graded, of course, that's the only one I still have left of him is his Don Russ rated rookie. I have it BGS nine, five gem mint and very Oof. high subs, a couple tens in there. So Oof. that's one I'm literally going to just hold. And I'm just going to give to one of my kids. I mean, depending yeah. on how good he gets, it could be like holding a Jordan rookie, right? It, it, it essentially could be. Yeah. Like, I mean, Tom Brady, stuff like that, you know, back yeah. in, you know, whatever, 2003 or whatever, after he won his first Super Bowl or whatever, that was about a $300 card, same kind of card. Now it's 10,000. Yeah. That's insane. Insane. I'll tell you insane. There was a, there was a Hulk Hogan, um, 1982 all-stars that just sold at auction, golden auction, $52,000. My God. A Hogan, a Hogan rookie first card he's ever had BGS nine, five gentlemen, 52,000. That should just kind of give you set the tone for wrestling cards and how they boomed over, you know, the last couple of years and stuff. It's crazy to see where the market was in the 80s and to watch it crash. Like we right. watched the literally the bottom fall out. It was, it was like watching the housing market crash in 2008, right? It yeah, was the same yeah. kind of thing. And then now to see it come back and the big yeah. boom that is cards and I mean, wrestling, football, baseball, you name it, basketball, it, the values of these things are just crazy right now. And it, it's really good to see. Like I'm a big fan of cards, be it sports or wrestling, whatever it's great to see that come back the way that it has hundred percent. Yeah. I remember walking around when we met Bo Jackson and Ricky Henderson 
walking around seeing all those rated rookies and yeah. all those graded cards. And what was it? The Sheho was $4,000 or something or. Yeah. The, that guy had a, like a one of one Shohei Otani, Otani like autograph refractor yeah. kind of card. Yeah. And it was like oh, yeah. 4,000, $4,500. I'm like, Holy crap. And that's just sitting in a case. Like geez. these cards have gotten to a point to where literally, especially like higher end guys like that, or, um, you know, quarterbacks that are, you know, a Josh Hale and stuff like that. If you want to buy those cards, you literally have to be sitting on stacks and stacks of money because you're not going to be able to afford them if you don't. It's interesting to see. I'll tell you if anybody has any questions, audio questions for us, send them on over to fully posable WFP at gmail.com. You guys know where to listen to our shows and all that stuff. Just do a Google search. So cleaner. I have a interesting question. This kind of goes back to last week. Were you collecting figures hardcore during the Jacks days when the Hardys double slam four that we talked about with Travis Fowler came out? I was not actually. Um, I had no Jack stuff. I, okay. I, that was like a point in my life where I actually kind of stopped even watching wrestling for a while. Okay. Um, you know, you turned, you know, 16, 17, whatever. I started caring about other things, you know, girls and, and whatnot <laughs> and just partying with my friends. And I could have gave two craps about that. And then, you know, what happens is, you know, I, I end up meeting my wife. Um, we have a kid, um, you know, we get our first apartment and then, Hey, it's a Monday night. I'm home from work. You know what? I haven't watched raw in 10 years. Let me put this on real quick. And you put it on and you're right back. Like it never, like, and you, like you never missed a beat. It's interesting. I was having a conversation with someone last night and I told them, I said, it's interesting that Vince McMahon and what he produced in the eighties got me into wrestling. All right. Vince McMahon exiting wrestling has gotten me back into wrestling. Now I'm watching, <laughs> now I'm watching raw. Now I'm watching SmackDown. Yeah. Now I'm watching NXT. Now I'm watching. It's just, I, I found that new love again for wrestling ever Good. since Vince exited stage left, you know? Good. And you know what? It's been a phenomenal product. It really has since he's been gone. It really has like trips is doing his thing. I mean, from, you know, bringing back, you know, excellent talent to you know the storylines they're doing to all the surprises he's doing i mean every, he's yeah. doing everything right i'm telling you scott you got to get back into it dude no i will i you know what i'll probably watch tomorrow night i want to see what this whole white rabbit thing is that's supposed you to got be to at least night. at 9 23 you got to be watching yeah mm -hmm. yep i'm excited to see what that is i mean everybody's pointing their finger at bray but who knows did you see the uh twitter thing with that it was paul london Oh, gosh. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine the disappointment? Everybody's like 923, they tune in. 923 at 20 seconds, they tune out. <laughs> I mean, no offense to Paul London, but if he's the reveal, I mean, you talk about shit in the bed. Whoa, <laughs> dude, like that's a failure. Like, no, again, no offense to Paul London. He was fantastic, but dude, come on. If this was Vince, it would be the rabbit, the dude that was in the bunny suit. That we oh, came yes. out with Adam Rose. <laughs> the Easter Bunny, yes. <laughs> he would come out of an egg. You know what I'm saying? Like this go gobbledygooker style. You know what I mean? Like, uh. <laughs> like an Easter egg. Yeah, if Vince was still in charge, I'd totally be worried that you were right, Cleaner. Yeah. Uh, Cleaner, what have you been collecting lately? Um, honestly, man, I've been going back. Whatnot is, listen, you can find some great deals on there, but then there's also people on there that just sell, sell stuff way too high. But I've been trying to go back and just get as many of the more expensive figures that I missed out on mm -hmm. that um, that I can get my hands on. I mean, I've been going back. Uh, Legion of Doom um, elites I bought recently. I bought a ton of Hasbro's. 
Jeff, I sent you a picture of my, um, you know, my trade I made, you know, with the Austin signed legends one, the rockers signed. Um, so just pretty much, I'm in, in, you know, anything that's on the shelves as well. If if there's something that interests me, um, you know, I'm buying a lot of the ultimates right now is really what I'm into. So You, you were talking about that trade. Part of that trade was the ultimate new gen ring. Have it you was. Both, nice. Have you put that thing together yet? I have. I actually had to take my other ultimates, um, my elite scale ring down uh-huh. um, and put it back in the box in order to display it. But it's absolutely incredible. I mean, cloth aprons. I mean, it's just like it's so, you know, it just reeks of 90s. It's incredible. That's awesome. What was part of that trade? Because I mean, this wasn't this was an epic trade. So speaking of that trade, that was a banger trade. So Jamie Wallace is a dude who he's actually on um, Twitter as well. He's a big card guy, um, does a lot of Macho Man stuff. He actually has the entire WCW NWO set, signed autograph set that has people in there like Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth, um, Chris Benoit, uh, Eddie Guerrero. I mean, you name it, they're in there. If they were WCW, they're in there. Okay. He was missing one card out of his um set that he or four cards out of the set that he needed i happened to have one of them it happened to be kurt henning oh i bought this kurt henning card about five years ago for two hundred dollars okay um i got it graded i paid thirty dollars to grade it it came back a nine with a 10 auto that's very hard to get with these that being said i gave that to him he gave me the next gen ring the signed stone cold steve austin legend series one the dual signed rockers a Roman Reigns autograph, uh, finest card, PSA nine, Ugh. and three hundred dollars cash. Holy crap! Yes. So I turned Ugh. a two hundred and thirty dollars card into a fifteen hundred dollars in trade. Man, <laughs> dude, and- you need to be on a TV show. Seriously, like giving <laughs> tips on how to do these kind of flips. I, I, I mean, I've I've done that a lot over the years, basketball especially too during the during the pandemic. But I mean, it's not as you know, you hear these stories and you think, oh man, anybody can do this, but it's, it's really just not as easy as it sounds. You need the market oh, to sure. blow up like it did. And you know, it, it did do that. You know what I mean? And that card, you know, when I bought it at $200, that's what it was worth. $200. That's what people were paying for it on eBay, $200. But right. best thing too, is the stone cold autograph I got, you could sell that for about $300 was what I figured. I just went and took that to Dave and Adams because they had JSA there last weekend, paid $20 to have them certify it. Now it has a JSA certification that turns that $300 car or $300 figure. It would have sold for 300. Now we'll sell for between five to six just from that $20 certificate. Wow. Could you imagine if you got it graded too? Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's, I mean, it's older. So, I mean, you know what grading, I've had stuff graded. I don't know if you get like grading costs a lot. It does, especially on figures. figures. Yep. Yes, figures. I mean, in general, it costs a lot. They charge you a ton to ship it to them or to ship it back to you mm-hmm. because they're in these acrylic cases. They make you do insurance on obscene amounts of money and it does. it's not cheap to grade the stuff either. One of the questions I brought up last week is rookie figures compared to rookie cards. I heard that. Yes, I heard that. What's your opinion on that? Rookie figures compared to rookie cards? It's just it's it's just something. It's a completely different realm. It's a completely different world with cards. Yes, it is their first card, but with figures, 
it's just a different fan base. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know that it ever would. I'll tell you this. I'd much rather have their first figure than their second or third or fourth if they're similar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But will that ever catch on? You know, that's just a matter of time to see. I, I that that's It's completely different with cards. And, you know, cards have a rookie logo on them. Yes, some of the elites will have first time in the line and stuff yeah. like that. But it's still a different kind of ball game altogether. But the thing is, too, is, you know, with figures, that's their first figure. That's their first. There's only one of them, right? Mm-hmm. With rookie cards, you have seven different sets, eight different sets, nine different sets that come out. They have nine different rookie cards, one right. in each one of them sets. Right. Which one becomes the most sought after is the second is up to the collectors in the secondary market. So in general, um, I don't think it's a bad idea to have somebody's first figure. No. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I was just kind of curious about that because it just, and I think you're hundred percent correct. I think it does go back to the fan pace, but I was thinking like, why isn't that rookie figures, let's say of Ric Flair is, you know, doesn't equal out to a rookie card of someone. I was just kind of curious. Like, I think you're right. It does go, it does go back to fan base. I think you're hundred percent correct. And it may catch on at some point. That's what I'm saying. It could catch on. And, and that's what I'm saying is better to have them than not have them. You know what I mean? So um, I, I mean, I noticed when I first started getting back into it, when I started buying elites again and stuff, um, you know, back when I first started listening to your show, you know, when I found your show, um, I did notice that some of the first time in the line figures seem to be going for better amounts than the other ones, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's really continued as a trend, but like I look at the jack's double slam four hardies last week we were reading off the ebay listing it was 80 bucks but if you go back and you look at some of those older jacks mm-hmm. or some of the newer or older mattels when they first came back those figures are just like scott mentioned last week just through the roof now cleaner you mentioned you're going back and collecting figures that you missed out on you also mentioned the big boom that we had are you seeing the values dropping on figures i am yeah, yeah. um i'm definitely seeing um compared that pandemic, man, you got people got to understand about this, man. You're sitting at home, right? You're getting uh, these people are making, you know, I'm not trying to say nothing about anybody, but you have people who are making $12 an hour. We're now making a thousand dollars a week. They never had that kind of money in their life. Okay. What am I going to do with this money? Oh my God. I, I wanted this figure for so long. I'm going to go buy this figure. Oh my God, this LeBron card. I wanted this for so long. I'm going to go, but they're making all this money. They have all this extra income. And they're spending it on that kind of stuff. Then what happens? Reality sets back in. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely seeing stuff, you know, dropping, you know, even the, the new generation ring. When those first came up, they were a thousand bucks. Now they're what, 400? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I've seen people just basically breaking even on it when they're selling it. I knew, I know somebody that sold theirs for 700. So they made right. out really well, but then I see them being posted right now. You can go on and get them for like 250 bucks. Are you now, serious? granted, that's without the figures. Oh, oh you might oh. get one of the figures with it, but yeah, it's crazy to, to see how that spike so high and mm-hmm. then so quickly, like you mentioned, cleaner, just the bottom fell out. Now that's yeah. down to like 250 bucks. Yeah, even the Hasbro's I've noticed are because I'm going back and buying a lot of Hasbro's. I've noticed that that those are going down. Um, you know what? In all honesty, I, I just noticed that a lot of people, just with the economy and stuff, are just willing to take less money, I feel like for yeah. their stuff than they were willing to before. You know what I mean? Just to get themselves out of whatever bind they might be in or whatever the case may be. I know we just talked about that card show we went to, but are you seeing that in cards as well? Cause like, oh, we- oh my God. Yes. hundred okay. percent. Like I have cards that just to kind of give you an idea um, during the pandemic, I sold a Giannis Antetokounmpo um, hoops rookie card PSA 10. 
Mm-hmm. for $1,400. Oh, that same card right now, you can go on eBay and you can buy for about $400. Oh, really? wow. Yes. When I tell you that that stuff was at like a, like a high that nobody's ever seen before, it was uh, me and my buddy were laughing about this. I had a box full of Prism rookie cards, Prism basketball rookie cards. A dude would go out and would have a 20 point and five rebound game and his rookies would start selling for $15 a piece. I had stacks of these things of 20, <laughs> 20 deep of these guys. And I, yeah, I'm instantly going right on eBay and I'm listing these things. We're laughing about it. Those cards now, if maybe a buck a piece, Oh geez, this is what people do in that hobby in the, in the sports hobby kind of give you an idea. Aaron judge. I have one of his tops rookies. Um, it was a $4 card or $5 card when the season started. I swear to God, it's selling for $50 right now. Have you listed it? I haven't yet. I'm going to wait till he, I'm going to wait till he gets 66, whatever home runs. And then I'm going to list it. Oh, he could God. win triple crown at this point. If he wins triple crown, that's a hundred dollar card or more. Insane. Or a raw card that I just found sitting in a box, Scott. <laughs> that's crazy. You know what I mean? I have boxes. <laughs> I have boxes of these things in my closet. That's insane. So cleaner, are you more into buying like single cards or like a lot of cards as opposed to going and buying boxes or cases and doing pack opens? I love buying boxes. I do love buying boxes. I'm not, yeah. I got in, I got into a couple of uh, breaks today with my buddy, uh, Chris cards, infinity. Um, and I swear by this guy, he's got the best prices. He's the most honest guy on the web. Um, we did a, um, he did a couple serial style breaks. Now let me explain to you what that is. A serial style break is essentially you buy a spot there's 10 spots in the break and you get a number one through zero okay whatever the card ends in you're going to get that number so let's say a, a numbered card is pulled that is 10 of 25 it's serial numbered okay the zero spot would get that card does that make sense okay yeah yeah because yeah. it's 10 of 25 yeah. okay mm-hmm. so just today there were two he put up two select wrestling breaks panini select they were $75 each, four boxes. I ended up hitting, I did both breaks. I, so I spent 150 bucks. I ended up hitting a Liv Morgan um, autograph tie-dye, number to 25 autograph. Oh. I ended up hitting a Gigi Dolan autograph and like three other autographs and a tie-dye of Mansoon. That alone right there, the Liv paid for my more than my entire break. The Liv is a $200 card. Nice. So I love to rip, but I'm going to tell you this about ripping. Okay. Everybody listen closely. Opening boxes is gambling. Plain and simple. (laughs) Do not go into a casino and expect to walk out winning money. You go into a casino with $300, expect to lose that $300. If you go and buy a box because you enjoy doing it and you spend $300 in a box, don't expect to pull a thousand dollar card out of there because you're just going to be disappointed afterwards. You'll get some stuff out of there, but it, you know, if you get that massive hit, I'll tell you what, the adrenaline rush that you get, there's nothing like it. <laughs> there's nothing like That's it. it. I agree a hundred percent. Yep. It's that, it's yeah. that rush you get when you're fu- uh, yeah. shuffling the cards and you come across that one yeah. and it's that feeling you get. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, nothing matches it, dude. And you, you hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. It completely equates to going to a casino and hitting a jackpot. That's the same thing that happens yeah. when you come across that one card in that one pack. And yep. it, oh, you can't even describe the feeling. It's just like euphoric. 
You can't. I pulled up. I pulled a Bryce. I'll never forget uh, two thousand back in two thousand eleven. It was. I pulled the the most sought after Bryce Harper autograph. When I tell you that I ran through the house like a child, and my <laughs> wife, my wife is going, "What is going on up there?" I go, "I got Harper." <laughs> That's I awesome, it was dude! Like a two thousand dollar card out of a fifty dollar box. I go, "I got Harper. I got Harper." Oh, um, but so yeah, that awesome. feeling. That feeling is incredible, but buying singles, of course, is going to be your your best way to go. I mean, you know, if you don't want to lose money uh, or a ton of money, I should say yeah. sports is so up and down with players because just depending on how they do wrestling is a different breed altogether. And I'm going to tell you something. I haven't had this much fun collecting cards in a long time since starting to strictly focus on wrestling cards. You know, it's my passion. I mean, I've always loved wrestling the most out of everything and the cards, the autographs, they don't go up and down like that. I mean, that's another thing, you know, uh, we go back to Aaron judge and what he's doing this year and how his cards have gone up, you know, 20 times their dollar amount, right. In, in a couple months, that's not going to happen if the strap goes on somebody in wrestling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, you're not riding the, the big waves and then the low waves, like it's pretty steady. Buy low, sell high is, is the main thing. When I bought all my Josh Allen stuff, I bought it his second year when the guy was throwing more interceptions and touchdown passes. You can't go and buy when they're at their hottest because they're going to slow down. It just happens. Look at all the people that spent all this money on Mac Jones. They're taking the worst baths they could possibly get right now. I wonder how much they were paying for his rookie. Stupid amounts. Scott, (laughs) I've seen some of his cards. uh, Jeff, I've seen some of his cards sell for 100K. And no. how much how much are they going for now? No clue. Got to be at least less than half of that. Oh, but then you got people like that bought Tua who are getting rewarded. You know what I mean? So it everything about that sports world and sports card buying is gambling. Everything about it. Got plain it. and simple. No matter what anybody wants to tell you. Again, wrestling is not that way. Wrestling wrestlers don't come and go within a year or two. Um, or don't start being completely atrocious within a year or two. They're either, you know, going to be at the top. They're going to be mid card or whatever, but their prices, you know, go by where they are on the card. That's just how it is. All right. Well, we'll save a little bit more card talk for the end. Scott, I wanted to ask yeah, We got a little, we went a little overboard there. Yeah, huh? That's, that's okay. okay. <laughs> it's, it's a good teaser it's, for later. It's actually really interesting to me because it's, it's something that I used to be into. <clears> and now it's another, it's coming back. It's a realm that's coming back. And it's just like, okay. What is it that's bringing it back? But we'll get into that later into the show. Scott, have you picked up anything recently? I did the uh, Bruiser Brody Powertown figure. Nice. That's the only one I picked up. But now the problem is I saw the belt that comes with Carrie Von Eric. Yes. I saw the U.S. title that comes with Magnum. They did a close-up of it. Oh, man. You didn't see those? I didn't know they were that good. They strictly did a, a close-up shot of both of those titles. Yes. It was almost like a spotlight shot and absolutely incredible. It is so faithful to what those original titles were mm-hmm. to where like even Magnum TA, they did an interview with him and he was like the belt and the jacket got me. That's what made me want to sign. And then they did an interview with Carrie Von Eric's daughter. And she was like, I haven't seen that title in so long. It was great to see them put that on an action figure. And I'm like, damn it. They're going to get me to drop another hundred bucks on this line between that Magnum <laughs> and that carry. Those belts are so good. And I mean, as a longtime collector, I've always wanted those titles in my collection and oh man, 50 bucks a pop. It's pricey, but you know what? 
Sometimes you just got to drop the coin to get the belt. So right now I'm just in on Brody. He was a no-brainer for me. I couldn't really justify the carry in the Magnum because I've already got him hanging on the wall. What might get me through that loophole is those belts. I do not have those belts hanging on my wall. Yeah, the uh, belts are what sold me on these figures, actually. They're beautiful. They Mm -hmm. are so faithful to the originals. Like, I can't get over how good they are. Yeah, the U.S. title just looks spot on. It's everything that we've always wanted as NWA fans from the 80s. Totally. We've always wanted that U.S. belt, and now we're getting it. It's right there. Yep. And that's what sold me on the Magnum. That's what put it over the edge. I've already got the Magnum sign from Mattel. Same. That's why I couldn't justify buying another Magnum TA figure. But then I see that belt and I'm like, well, maybe I am justified. (laughs) Exactly. Cleaner, did you jump in on any of those figures? You know what? I love the Brody. I really do. But my thing is, I I think I'm just going to wait and get the Brody zombie sailor. Uh, I think I'm going to continue to run with that line. They're great figures, man. They really are. Uh-huh. Those belts, like you said, are ridic- the quality on them looks ridiculous. Yeah, right. So like, good. They really took the time, and that Brody is spot on, man. I mean, they're all pretty. They're all pretty spot on. They're excellent looking figures, but I just don't know if I'm going to go down that that rabbit hole yet because there's so much out there too that's coming out. And yeah, those zombie sailor yeah. figures, they're not you know the cheapest, and um you know there's so much other stuff like i say i'm going back and buying expensive stuff from back you know that i wanted back then and that's you know to get into another hole like that i don't know you know what's funny is i I was thinking of the end segment for this show with you this week and i was thinking you know what you've been around since the very beginning since 2016 i was thinking why don't we do wish list but then i was starting to think wait a second now with all these companies there's a good chance we'll probably get something we <laughs> wish for. Like I was wishing for rock and roll express figures, zombies coming out with those, you know, yeah. the only ones that we could all probably say is what midnight express midnight express. That's uh, well, FTC was supposed to get those, but we haven't heard any movement on those recently. Oh, that's true. That is so, true. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that, but yeah, you're right. A lot of what we wish for, like you said, because there's so many players in the game now, mm-hmm. we're going to get them from somebody. And the yep. announcement is probably right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, funny story. I pre-ordered the Goldberg Ultimate from Amazon. And I woke up Sunday and uh, I had an Alexa thing. And I go, Alexa, notification. She goes, one new notification. You have been credited back 32, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I checked my Amazon. Sure enough, they canceled my Goldberg. Today, I go on to Amazon. Ooh. He's sitting right there for a pre-order. I'm like, why do they keep doing that? Dude, this is the second time in a row because they did that with the Shawn Michaels where he's in the all red with the uh, right. ben, with the Ben Stiller hair gel going on from the ears. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but they canceled that one on me as well. That's so crazy. So I just go on and I just buy it off of Amazon again. Like, what was the point? <laughs> here's of my money again. <laughs> yeah, here's $32 again. <laughs> oh, the ridiculous. That Sean is incredible. That figure, by the way, I, that I, I heard a lot of people's were getting canceled for the Sean. And it's funny. They can just go right on right now and purchase it. Like, yeah. Oh, he's still available. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, okay. Good to are, know. Are you thinking about it? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. When Jeremy brought that figure down and showed us, cause I hadn't really seen like an up close of it. I mean, aside from pictures online or whatever, but like him actually holding the figure and show like, that was just, that was kind of the deal breaker for me. I'm like, I got to get that line or that figure. Next time I see you, I will bring it and then you can make your decision there. I'm probably just going to order it as soon as we finish recording. I didn't know he was still available. I figured he was gone. There you go. That's the way to do it. (laughs) 
Oh, wait, I'm seeing you for Iron Maiden on Tuesday, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, uh, we got to get in contact where we're meeting up and everything. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it all squared away. I have your information. The biggest news this week, we're going to jump into the news. Biggest news this week, starting lineups. And everybody <laughs> rejoiced and everybody was celebrating on Wednesday. Nobody was complaining. Everybody was happy. Confetti, confetti was going off all over the place. And then Thursday morning, everybody wakes up to a $50 price point. <laughs> and here comes the pitchforks and the uh, torches. <laughs> Buildings were set ablaze. <laughs> namely Hasbro. Yes, the first eight of starting lineups were announced on Wednesday. It's going to be Luca, Jason Tatum, Steph, LeBron, Giannis, John Morant, Joel Embiid, Trey Young. All the figures look great. They will be coming with an NFT. Yay. And and various tiers of NFTs. Various tiers. And I'm going to ask you about that one in a second, Cleaner. Uh, these are only available on Hasbro Pulse. And Fanatics. Oh, and Fanatics. Thank you. And there's a yes. Dr. Pepper special too that gets you some money off. It, yeah. Shout out to the person that pointed that out in one of the starting lineup groups I'm in on Facebook. He said that you can get a Dr. Pepper reward that gives you 30% off at Fanat- uh, Fanatics. And people were using that this morning to save about 15 bucks on their starting lineup. They were getting a sugar high from Dr. Pepper just to <laughs> <laughs> ordering all eight. Like, screw it, I'll deal with it later. See, now I buy a lot of stuff from Fanatics, like clothes and stuff. And I'm oh. honestly surprised because they exclude a lot of stuff from the coupons and stuff. Like you can call them and they'll give you like a 25 or 30% coupon. Just they have no problem doing it. Um, every time you get something in the mail, you get something for a coupon just to keep you coming back. They give you fan cash, so they give you money back at the end. I'm, but there's a lot of stuff that's excluded from those things. So I'm shocked that they, that that was going through for the starting lineups. Yeah, unless those guys online were full of crap in the Facebook groups. But multiple people were like, yeah, I just used the 30% code. It worked fine. So, I mean, I'm out, so I didn't test it myself. But, Jeff, I know that you're looking at at least one or two of these. So I've already gotten Steph and that was the one I wanted. I'm good now. Cause I do like Tatum and I do like Giannis, but like if the price point was a little bit lower, cause I was yeah. thinking it was going to be 30 to 40. I was not expecting 49 99. I don't think anybody was right. So once I saw that price point, I was like, call it just getting Steph calling it a day. And, and when they come out with clay, I'll get clay and call it a day again. Now that's assuming this line keeps going. I read nothing. Well, okay, there was some positive. Okay. Out of a out of hundred people, I would say three or four were positive. Everybody else was trashing that $50 price point. I mean, trashing it to the point where they're like, this is not starting lineup. These are not affordable. You can't be a dad taking your kid to the store and picking one of these up off the shelves for him. Like, It's insane. And all it is really is they're just using that starting lineup name. That's this all is, it is. Yes. Yeah. This is nothing like, and, and like I said last week, like I respect the game of taking an old property and bringing it into 2022, namely GI Joe classified. I love the classified line. I love what they're doing with it. Those figures are between 20 and $25. You're taking something from the eighties starting lineups, bringing it into 2022. You're giving it the look but God, starting lineups were what, five bucks back in the day, five or six bucks. <laughs> yeah. And now you're charging 50? Like yeah. that. You talk about cash grabs. This to me is a full on cash grab. I'm not knocking the look of them, the, the job they did on the sculpting, the overall figures. I mean, they come with a base, which is cool, a basketball. They're missing the tattoos. That's not great. There's actually a backstory to that. Oh, oh I'd love to hear it. So, what 
the word going around is, is that a lot of the tattoo artists are suing these toy companies because they're putting the tattoos that they did on these figures and not getting royalties from it. Mm. Well, I know they had to change the Pepsi and the Cobra logo on punk. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty because obvious. Those were, yeah, those were copyrighted. Exactly. But I'm talking about the tattoo artists themselves okay. were like, Got Hey, it. I put this piece of pizza on punk's arm and I'm Got not it. getting royalties from it. It's my artwork. So why am I not getting royalties from it? Okay. Well, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. But still 50 bucks mm-hmm. for also windowless packaging. I was thinking about this because if you think back a couple of weeks ago, Hasbro Pulse sent out a picture of a basketball hoop with a stand. Yes. If they would have put that in with the figure, all right, it's justified. That's going to that, be a separate purchase. It was a stand and an, and an NFT. And an NFT. Yeah. And there's multiple tiers of the NFT. I think like five or six tiers Correct. per player. And there is a one of one, which, okay, now you're starting to combine sports cards with figures that's a pretty cool idea, but I'm not paying $50 for it. Right. I, I'm just no. not, I, I'm not, I wasn't in on this line anyway, unless they got Jordan, but see, my concern is now we're going to get into like baseball. That's where my wheelhouse is. And I'm thinking I was going to buy judge. I would probably get, you know, Giancarlo if they made them, but now at 50 bucks a pop, I'm looking at maybe Mattingly and maybe Jeter if they ever make them. And that's what'll get my $50. I'm not paying $50 for anybody else, dude. That's insane. You would have to think Mattingly would be way down the line. Jeter might be somebody, you know, if they're doing legends, that would be up, you know, towards the beginning because he's so, for you sure. know, such a nostalgic New York figure. For sure. But, um, you know, the other ones. But like, like you said, Scott, you were talking about the G.I. Joe figures, right? They're between $20 to $30. They come with all these... They're, they're just as articulated, right? Yes. They come with all these guns and accessories and everything else. These guys come with a basketball. Yeah. And an NFT. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you exactly why these things are $50. Panini's involved. I read that as well. Panini is involved here. That's where the NFTs are coming from is from Panini. And Panini, <laughs> Panini are absolute crooks. Like when I, I can't even, I can't even explain to you. Like they have so many redemptions they have unfulfilled. Oh, that's not good. Go on Twitter and look at, you know, Panini redemption and just look at the comments. It'll blow your mind. Oh, Oh, that's horrible. And back in our day, Panini were just the sticker book people. Correct. They weren't even making cards. They were nobody. They were like a little kid's sticker book. Yep. And now, well, they, they got the license to the NBA. Then they got the license to the NFL. And now fanatics is buying all that stuff up. So fanatics has possession of, Fanatics now has the baseball license. They bought tops. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yep. Fanatics bought tops. Yep. Oh, wow. Um, they're on the verge of buying Panini now, too. They have the NFL license. They have the NBA license. So Fanatics is literally going to own everything soon. Good oh, Lord. wow. So is this where the market crash happens when you've only got like one player? I don't know because, no, because, you know, because they own everybody else. So it's kind of cool in general because – for instance, Panini doesn't have a baseball license, right? But they still make baseball cards. These cards are not sought after because these guys have no logos. They have no, oh. their jerseys are just blank. Got okay. It. Got their it. Their helmets are just blank. Their batting helmets are just blank. Nobody wants. So these cards sell for literally half of what a logo, you know, a Yankee logo card, a tops card would sell for. Okay. Okay. 
with Fanatics owning everything, that means they can make the most popular brands. Topps Chrome Baseball, um, Bowman Chrome Baseball, but then they can also make Prism Baseball with logos. They can make Optic Baseball with logos. So in general, I think it's a great thing. And I hate Panini, and I hope they get buried too. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, Fanatics won't have anything to do with wrestling cards, right? No, they got wrestling too. I was oh, they say do. they got WWE yep, as early as early as two thousand twenty five or twenty six. They should be making the WWE cards. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because aren't they doing so, something with WWE Shop? Um, they're gonna the WWE Shop has already given their fan cash. I I just ordered a Bloodline hoodie two nights like three nights ago, and I got fan cash from it. Did you ever get fan cash from them before? No. I don't ever remember getting it, but you get fan cash every time you order from Fanatics. I- I'm telling you, I think li- literally Fanatics is going to take over everything within the next five to 10 years. It'll, everything will be through Fanatics. Damn. Yeah. They're the WWE of 2022. <laughs> yeah. WWE 2000, you know, they are. Man. Go, <laughs> I'm telling you, go, go search them up. I'm telling you, they, they're getting, they're buying everything. It's crazy. Wow. Good Lord. All right. So uh cleaner, did, you're not picking any of these up, right? Um, the, the starting lineups. No, no, absolutely not. I, you know what? I wouldn't mind. I would love to have a Trey young, but uh-huh. honestly, no, man, that's like, no, just $50. I mean, I feel like, I, I feel like people need to not buy them so they can realize that that price is unacceptable. Yeah. And lower it. Yep. yep. If the, if the comments stick to their sales, whatever happened today, I think they'll see it right away because those comments were, as I said, pitchforks and torches. They got lit up. And that's another thing too. You talk about, there's no window packaging, right? Who? Okay. Let's say you want to buy this because you want to get it signed. You, what are you going to do? Get them sign a box, sign a box. Yeah, exactly. You're going to go meet your, your hero, your icon, right? Luka Doncic. You're going to go meet Luka Doncic. This is like a once in a lifetime thing, right? How the heck are you going to bring him something like that to sign? Yeah. Can't. Yeah. Sign this box, please. Uh-uh. You're going to have him beside a basketball or something. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like there's just like, no, it doesn't make, I mean, I can see whatever it's, it's, you're already seeing the problems with, you know, the Mattel or the Marvel legends where yeah. people are putting different stuff in there, rocks and stuff. I heard somebody put a rock in one, like what? Like, how can you even tell? You can't tell you put a rock in and you put another piece of tape on it. There you go. You got a free figure. You returned a rock. Exactly. Remind you the Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? I got a Twizzler. <laughs> I got a sucker. I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about the rock. We're talking about no. a right. rock. from rock. a yard, a rock of <laughs> stone. Yeah. A stone is in there. So like, it's just crazy to me that yeah, there's nothing about them is good in my opinion. And it's unfortunate because I was super, super hyped when they announced that starting lineups were coming back. And you had yeah. to figure they were going to be a six inch scale, like every other figure on the market right now. Sure. But it's, it, it's just too bad with that price point. I think if they were 35, even 35 to me is high, but I think 35, that's a lot more palatable than fleecing people for 50 bucks. And I think sales are going to suck for these. I purchased stuff this morning after taxes and shipping. It came to 62 bucks. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah, that's, that's just crazy. You're talking ultimates, super seven ultimates. Now, here's the thing, too, though. If these things did have a window packaging, I also think that they would move a lot more of them at $50 because there is going to be those people that are going to want that, that do have 
like you guys, the Jose Canseco signed starting lineup that are going to buy this figure for $50 because they are going to want a Luka Doncic signed uh, with paint pen on this figure like they have for his, sure. um, you know, Funko Pop signed or something like that. But they, yeah. they really, I mean, they blew everything about this line. Yeah, you talk about a fumble right out of the gate. That's all bad. That was Moss on his first carry in the first Bills game all over. <laughs> Jeff knows about that. I know what you mean, man. Or is it, wait, you mean Moss or Cook? Yeah, Cook. My, my bad. I'm sorry. And, you know, the worst part about this is, is like you guys in general, just on the show over the last like couple months have been like salivating at the fact of getting these. Like you were so happy. The nostalgia was just running through your veins like rampant yeah, and and, totally. and and then you get hit with this and i know that you two weren't the only ones that were like you know that excited for these to come out you know yeah, what i yeah. mean like yeah. it was everybody that you know loved sports that grew up in the 80s yeah you know what i mean we're like i, I yeah. mean i definitely was gonna buy a few until i see this and then i see you know I, i'm not gonna do it I, I feel like the only way they're gonna get lower is if people don't buy them yeah. yeah. Are, now, are these, Jeff, you would know more about this than I would. Are these only available on Hasbro Pulse or are these going to be available in stores? So I haven't heard anything about in stores. Some people were joking around saying there'll be a big lot soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but for sure. The only thing I was reading, the only thing I was reading was uh, Hasbro Pulse and Scott's Correct Fanatics as well. I have Those are the only two places to get them right now. But like Scott was saying, like dad's going to take a son into Target. Right. And they're going to see these figures and they're going to be like, whoa, there's a Steph, there's a LeBron, there's a Giannis. You know, if they're yeah. in Milwaukee, they're going to be like, oh, I want Giannis. Dad's going to see that price point. And dad's like, yep, there is a Giannis. Let's go get water and coke. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Let's go get you a Snicker bar, son. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's buy you three other action figures that are going to total right. what this one action figure goes for. It's ridiculous. Correct. A total cash grab. It's disgusting. You know what, though? I feel like if they if they go to stores, right, and the stores just aren't, you know, get a good amount of these and just aren't selling them and have to constantly clearance these down, I feel like the stores would have to have some sort of say in this too, right? Like, we're not going to carry your your stuff anymore. For sure. Right. For sure. Yeah. So the I think it would be, it, yeah, I would think it, it's probably the best would be so much better if they do go to stores because I don't feel anybody's going to pay that price in the store. So here's an ultimate question for you, Cleaner. If they come out with a Josh Allen. <laughs> you know I'm buying a Josh Allen. <laughs> I, I, I knew you get you. Everybody's no got choice. a name, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I what are you no going to drop 50 bucks on? Yeah, I got no choice in that matter. Him and Diggs would, would 100% get bought. Yeah. But at the end of the day, do you think maybe that's Hasbro's goal? Like, okay, we're going to make these things 50 bucks a pop. Panini's a huge part of it. We're going to give them an NFT. We know people aren't going to buy all eight, right? Who's right. buying all eight of these starting lineups at 50 bucks a pop, but people right. are going to want names. So maybe that's their goal is we're just going to put out the biggest names. We're going to charge 50 bucks, whatever sales are, they are, and just roll with it. And and you know what? That could be the case too, because, you know, in Milwaukee, I mean, how many people are going to buy that Giannis? You know what I mean? Is there going to be, yeah. you know, uh, you know, fifty thousand, hundred thousand people. However many people, I don't know. How many, I don't know how many action figures they sell, but is there going to be that many people to to that they're just banking on that to happen because they're the biggest stars in that area? Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening. Now, now these are stars. Keep in mind, starting lineups when we were kids, you had defensive tackles in there. Yeah, I had a yeah. Cornelius. I had a Cornelius Bennett starting yeah. lineup. Come on yep. now, no, no, you know even. 
people that are Bills fans now probably don't. There's probably people that don't know who Cornelius Bennett was. Oh, I do. So, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I would hope you do. Um, I even know who real, he is. You're a real Bills fan. I hope you do. But um, in general, like you said, these are stars. So who knows? I guess time will tell, right? Right, right. We'll see. Well, that was the beauty of the starting lineups when we were growing up, right? Is that you have any given team and you're going to yes. have at least two or three guys from that team that you can yep. go hunt down. And the big, big teams, the big market teams, shoot, sometimes they had like 10 guys. Yeah. And oh, that yeah. was the beauty of it is they had so like, what, 100 different players that you could yeah. go collect for five bucks a pop, whatever it was. Yeah. And maybe that's their goal here is we're going to narrow it down. It's going to be superstars only and whatever sales are they are, but we're going to do $50 a pop. And you know what? That day we signed Jordan, we're going to sell his figures for $75 because everybody <laughs> in America is going to buy a freaking Michael Jordan figure. That's uh, that's that that's a fact. I mean, shoot, you can go buy an Enter Bay Jordan right now if you wanted to. Technically, those are pretty nice figures. If you got four or five hundred dollars laying around, yeah. Well, the um, doesn't Big Bad have a couple up for pre-order right now? I think they're gone. Are they? Did the, did the Steph sell out? The Steph's gone, I believe, and that Jordan that I kept sending you that was five fifty. That yeah. was the two Jordans in one pack. Well, there's gone. cheaper. Oh, no, no, okay. I'm not talking Enter Bay up. I apologize. It's Mafex. Um, Mafex? Yes, yes. Mafex. Yeah, yeah. Those Mafex, are so good. Mafex. The USA one's available. The USA one. Yeah, that's a dope figure. It oh, is. yeah. It is. It's, it's like 100 ass. bucks, right? Yep. But that comes with multiple shoes and all kinds of stuff. So yes. it's yep. worth 100 bucks. So yep. I've got the Bulls one and I've got the Team USA one. And the that's team, right. You did. Yeah. The Bulls one, he has multiple uh, Jordans. Team USA. Oh, dude, it's so, it's so amazing. But that's value, right? It's got window packaging, multiple accessories. Oh, and a basketball. You don't get a stupid NFT with it, but whatever. (laughs) But that's value. You could see it inside the package. Starting lineup, you get a box. You get a box. A windowless (laughs) freaking box. You get a box. Now, Jeff, did they tell you what NFT you got when you ordered it, or is that something that like it's of the the player you order? It's of the player you get, but you don't right, know right, right. Which... But do you know what variation it is right no. now, or do you not know until nope. you get the box? You I have will... a certain amount of time to okay. redeem your NFT. Oh, that's what it says? Yes, um, you boy. have a certain amount of time to redeem and Panini's your NFT. Behind... Wait, and Panini's behind this. I yes. promise you, this is going to get ugly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm scared. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. One of the other things that people were saying that was causing the high prices was they had to get the licenses for the shoes. Now, I couldn't see the shoes in the pictures. Steph does not have Under Armour. And okay. one of them, I think it's Trey Young wears Adidas, if I'm not mistaken. And they did not have the Adidas logo, but okay. they did have Nike. Oh, so Trey has have... Yeezys, I think, doesn't he? Is Okay. One of the players wears Adidas. I'm not sure which one it is. Okay. But they said they didn't have the Adidas logo. They didn't have the Under Armour, but they did have Nike. Okay. And so they said Nike being huh. involved raised the price. And I didn't know about the whole Panini thing, but that apparently jacked up the price too. Yeah. Well, maybe they can use the money to pay the tattoo artists. So on the series two, you can get actual <laughs> tattoos on the players. Uh, all right. Let's move over to Rush Collectibles. They showed off their Simon Diamond ECW style figure. So that will go with the CW Anderson. And now we have Simon Diamond in their ECW retro style figures. And when I, I think say- they found their niche. That is a great plan for them. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. let's think about this. Let's think about this. AEW is doing LJN style. Yes. 50 companies are doing Hasbro style. Correct. Roughly, yes. Roughly <laughs> around 50. Chella is doing bone crunching. And Chella's doing retro. And, and Chella is doing 
the, the, like the scale, like articulated the style. Yeah. Yes. Then you've got Rush Collectibles doing the ECW style figures. Yes. So like it's all starting to come to fruition. The only one that's missing is Galoops. And Toy Biz, Jeff. Eh, Don't leave Toy Biz out uh, of it. Well, eh, I'm going to let you and Cleaner talk about them later on. Don't you leave Toy Biz out. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, Rush Collectibles showed off their ECW style figure, Simon Diamond. You can see that on Instagram at Rush Collectibles. All right, let's move over to Mattel. A couple things from the message boards. This comes in from Red Devil. He said, can you share anything, asking Steve, can you share anything about how the performance of this bundle, meaning the retros, is being viewed inside Mattel? Are they comfortable holding stock this long? Or do we need to see sellouts at a rate similar to the first set to keep the line viable on Mattel creations? I'm sure you can understand the paranoia of collectors with the line given what happened with it before. Steve said- 100%, great question, great question. Steve said the set sold great. We made more, sold more, added more, first-time retro buyers. All existing plans for the line are still full steam ahead. Great to hear. Great to hear. You know what's funny is I actually went to purchase a couple more of those sets because I wanted to keep three in the cardboard and then finally open one up. That's how many you have to have on card before you can open one? Yeah. I see. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's just collector math. I love that picture you put on Twitter of just five brown boxes sitting did there you, did you see that Scott? <laughs> no <laughs> so it, so you know when you walk in the front uh of the house yeah right when you walk in there's three ultimate new gen rings still in the cardboard then on top of that is two retro style uh wave two and on top of that is two more retro style wave one all in cardboard <laughs> I triggered a bunch of people, dude. <laughs> you won't even open the cardboard. That's some <laughs> thick cardboard, too, when I tell you. When you take it out of there, like, that's some heavy-duty cardboard. I can't believe so. I get the midtown card thing, and I get it that you want to get stuff signed and stuff like that. But I can't believe that you're not going to at least take it out to, like, display the doink and the, and the you know, the diesel, like, in their, their packages. Jeff, you have three, dude. I do. You are correct. You can open one of the three. To display the figures. How about this? I'll make you guys a deal right now. If and when, because I know it will happen, Kevin Nash comes back around, I'll open up one to get the ultimate signed. Okay. But then at that point, since you already opened it, you may as well build the arena and you may as well bring the figure out, the doink, right? So that's going to be the question mark is where can I build the arena? I don't have much room in this house, but I think I can make some room to build that arena. I think I will find a spot for it. You should find a spot for that. I, I will find a spot for that. Now, what are you going to do when you get the Macho Man? Are you going to just leave him in the cardboard box? I'm going to update my picture. <laughs> <laughs> Three more cardboard boxes in the pile. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm glad that Cleaner's laughing about it, dude. <laughs> I just I saw this. I saw and I go, oh, my God, only Jeff. Know, only, only, Jeff. Jeff could, only Jeff could do this. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, it's just. It, but did you know that the um, the figures don't come like actually sealed? Did they you don't know come. That? Yeah. So a lot of them because they weren't taped, right? Correct. Yeah. I actually, the only reason I know about that is because people were telling me that. So don't look at me that way, Scott. Well, no, I'm wondering because you haven't opened your boxes yet. Is it crap 
that people were getting a duplicate figure underneath their figure inside the box. Like I was seeing people pull their diesel out of the package and there was another diesel underneath. And then the same thing happened with Doink. Well, they're side by side. Yeah, they're in the... Wait, haven't... Wait, you haven't opened yours? Not yet, no. Oh, wait, why but don't I, only I have one. crap then? I only uh, have one. Oh, that makes more sense then. <laughs> and I literally in my office do not have room to open it and put it together yet. But I was seeing people opening up their, their diesel figure, like taking the top off of the diesel figure, taking diesel out, and there was another diesel underneath. Oh, I haven't seen anything like that on Twitter. Yeah, I haven't seen nothing like that either. Okay, yeah, it was in wrestling groups on Facebook. People were like doing live videos of them taking the figures out. So like a double of that and, and not getting the doink? Or like, uh, well, no, and then double doink as well. Wow, those lucky bastards. So they were yeah, so, four, yeah, two diesels. So they had the one displayed in the package, and then they took them out, and there was another diesel literally laying underneath them, dude. And then the same thing would happen with doink. So, yeah, four figures with their new gen. Jesus, wow, lucky, I know, yeah, right? Totally. So, like, I'm wondering if anybody else has run across that that's actually opened theirs up if they've gotten duplicates. All right, next question comes in from the giant Kassat. Comes in with it. He knows how to ask the right questions to that. Apparently, yeah, he's getting posted. I saw someone ask potentially re-releasing the Ultimate Edition Rock. Isn't that what Mattel is doing in the Legends line with updated shoulder articulation? Or is it completely different attire-wise? Steve said, a different attire and accessories. Okay. They're starting to come out with more Rocks uh, Ultimate. So you guys might want to part with that that first one that came out. (laughs) Geez, what is that thing like 250? Yeah, it's crazy. Man. And the thing is, is that's dropping in price because that was originally, I think it maxed out or hit its peak at like 315, if I'm not mistaken. 300, 315 in that area. That is insane. Whoever thought those ultimates would get to those prices? That's just more than vintage stuff. I mean, it's wild. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like that first warrior that came out. That thing's going for some good money. You know what? A lot of people just love these ultimates. And I'm one of those people, but these ultimates are just amazing looking. The- well, the cream of the crop. I mean, it's-, it's literally like the best thing Mattel puts out. Exactly. Yeah. And they look great too. So, Oh, they're fantastic. I mean, that Fiend, super underrated, doesn't go for a ton of money, but holy crap, that is a good figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that rounds out the news. And this week in the nostalgia segment... <laughs> Don't you don't you laugh at me? What are we reviewing, Jeff? Scott and Cleaner are going to go over. <laughs> well, you're going to tell us your favorite figure out of the out of the bunch. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I'm going to go make a sandwich. <laughs> make me one too. In the words of Barry Frost, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it after this. get into the nostalgia segment we want everybody to head on over to wrestlingfiguredatabase.com and we what we want you guys to do is we want you guys to follow along this week that was chosen by the cleaner himself we want you to go to the to the upper right hand corner where that magnifying glass is and we want you to search scott can you say it no i'm sorry what is it jeff i can't read it on the paper here it's, it's... W, w, wc wcw Original San Francisco toy makers. Yes. I don't think it is. Oh, they had not... another manufacturer though for their toys. Galoobs. Yes. They were talking. And there Galoob? was another one. Oh, toy biz. The, the best one. 
Toy, <laughs> we want you guys to search Toy Biz Bash at the Beach series. So again, that's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Just go to that magnifying glass in the upper right-hand corner and search Toy Biz Bash at the Beach. All right, Cleaner, what made you want to do this one? All right, so these figures, I literally, when I first saw them, I don't know what it is, man. It, it reminds me. So it's it's a figure with a super soaker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's totally original. It's just so out there that it's great. Each character comes with like these these different. I mean, you can use the water. I mean, I can. I wish I had him when I was younger. I really do. Because could you imagine just you know playing with Bret Hart versus Goldberg and you're squirting each other with these big water guns and stuff? I, I think they're just totally. Cool. And the thing is, I've been having them on my watch list on eBay for six months. And these things pop up very rarely, mint on card or complete, I mm-hmm. should say. And I want to buy them all and I just can't find them. So these are pretty rare because this was towards the end of the WCW toy right. line. And so the numbers on those things were, were super low, kind of like those gross outs, right? But right. not that low, but still pretty darn low. So the gross outs are, yeah, they're like $200 figures. These mm-hmm. ones are, I mean, they're all, you know, between 80 to 120 a figure. Yeah. Unreal. If you Unreal. can find them. Yeah. That's the, that's the hard part. And like you said, those rare specimens of mint on card, yeah. they're just, you're going to have to pay through the nose for them. And what's funny right. is I remember walking into KB toys, seeing these and going, okay, what ridiculous <laughs> nonsense is toy biz doing now? <laughs> Now I look and at the I, prices on eBay. I'm like, what the hell? I should have bought them all. <laughs> I think that's what I love about them so much is that they're so ridiculous. And and I love just like original, like ridiculous things like that. Like I just, it, it, it's just great to me. And and the, the, there's even a ring and the ring. Like I can't imagine if I found one of those even complete or, you know, in box or something. I can't imagine what that would cost. Well, I found one on eBay, but we'll get into that later. Scott, why don't you read off the list? Yes, sir. Word on the street is this is Jeff's favorite Toy Biz line. WCW Toy Biz Bash at the Beach. First up, we had the great Bret Hart. He was in his pink and black attire with black top, pink tights. And he had a rotating aqua mace water blaster. The hell is that? It was cool is what it (laughs) was. It's fun. That's what it is. <laughs> Next up, the great Diamond Dallas Page. He was in black tights, black tank top with a diamond logo on it, and he came with the diamond cutter water cannon. Next, Goldberg. Black tights, white tank top with the Goldberg logo on it, and he came with a twin aqua disc launcher. Sting. Black and white face paint, black tights, white and black tank top, white gloves, and he had the Hydro Claw water cannon. Lex Luger, black and red tights, no shirt. And he had the Hyper Hydro water blaster. And that rounds out the figures, Jeff. But but we had a ring, mm-hmm. as mentioned. This is the WCW Bash at the Beach ring playset. It had a structure over the top of it that looked like it had a little crank on it. And it has mm-hmm. Sting on a hook. So I'm guessing you wind the crank and Sting or whatever wrestler you put on the hook, lowers and raises into the ring. Sure. It was a slide attached. So, of course, a day at the water park is not complete without a slide. (laughs) The ring had a hidden trap door that rumor has it Davey Boy Smith got injured on. Oh, no, too soon. Too soon. soon. I'm sorry. Too soon, Scott. 
there was a corner water cannon, which is great because the box art on this thing has like, I think it's like Sid, like shooting this water cannon at like Luger or something. Isn't it great? I love it. Booker T is in a little ring floaty off to yeah. the side and there's like a tether yeah. for him to the ring. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And you got Kidman going down the slide. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah. We had the floating ring saving Booker T, uh, a beach ball corner blaster, yeah, which was like, you put a beach ball on the thing and you pull it back and fire the beach ball into somebody's face. Yeah. And of course had a collapsing ringside. And Jeff, that rounds out your favorite series out of Toy Biz, you Bash at the a... Beach. Ah, <laughs> oh, you son of a... I love you with you... Toy Biz on him, Mike. I love it. I had to. And you know what, Jeff? How can you not love this? This is G.I. Joe meets WCW. How but, dare you? Yeah. I w- <laughs> How dare I? <laughs> <laughs> I was so vanilla, man. I wanted to keep G.I. Joe separate from WCW, you know? And plus, Toy Biz had kind of already lost me at this point. They got very gimmicky. Right, like the the ringmaster series where they were literally like circus people or whatever. And Chris, that, we talk about inaugural figures and rookie figures. Chris Jericho's first one, he came with a lion, like a lion tamer and a lion and a lion whip. <laughs> but the best part was it wasn't an actual lion; it was like a little kitty. Like they're totally making fun of Jericho, and they put like a little stand with it, and he had a whip. Yeah, it literally made him into like a lion tamer. Yeah, it was but, like a it was like a cat with that Amazon Amazon costume like lion that you put over your own cat, like. Well, then they made Brett as an actual hitman. Like they got, they got really gimmicky towards the end, but you could tell they were really marketing this towards kids. And if you're a kid buying wrestling figures, this is fun. That ring alone was fun. For sure. It really bothered me that they put Chris Jericho's as a, with a, as a lion tamer with the whip and the the (laughs) cat. Like, okay. If they would have done his first figure as uh, what was the original, the main, main series? What was that called? Smash and Slam. If it was a Smash and Slam, I would have been a little bit, okay, I can roll with this. Well, their and first, I think like three series were like that, Jeff, where it was very straightforward. It was a figure with some dumb accessory, whatever, but the figure was not gimmick related. When they hit that Ringmaster series, it really started to turn that direction. Yeah. That's where they kind of like jumped the shark and then everything was gimmicky after that. But it was geared towards kids. You know, we as collectors had a few series in to where we could get the meat and potatoes of WCW as Mm -hmm. regular figures. And then after that, everything was like re-release, repaint, and it was geared towards kids. I'm totally fine with that. And Cleaner, you were collecting Hasbro's as a kid. When did you stop when you took that break? When did, like, do you remember what figures you... Yeah, I would say right around... Right after the fifth series, I would say right after the red cards, yeah, is when I pretty much. Um, what year? What year did the? What year did the red cards come out? It was like ninety three. I think. Yeah, man, I was a terrible kid. I really was. <laughs> I was a bad kid. I got in a lot of trouble. See, so yeah, ninety three sounds about right. I was. Uh, I was thirteen years old at that time. Uh, I had just started smoking cigarettes and hanging out with the wrong crew. So yeah, that definitely sounds about right. Got, got it. it. <laughs> when did you pick back up into wrestling figures? So I would want, I want to say right around, honestly, not till probably like elite, uh, 30, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a big window. It was a big gap. So if you, okay. Outside of some Hasbro's and stuff like that, have you gone back and collected anything like any Jack's any, I do have some Jack's. I have some Jack's classics. I do like the classics. Other than that, the Jack stuff, the bone crunchers, that's no, not for me. Um, Bendy's, I know you guys love those. Those are okay. Not really for me, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, maybe on a, honestly, other than the classics and like 
just gimmicky stuff like this. Like that's the stuff I want to go back and buy. And that brings back to what I said in the beginning, you know, as I'm going back and buying these more expensive figures, I want to get this whole line. All of the toy biz, you're saying? All, all, I no, this whole ba- bash at the beach. Oh, just the bash at the beach. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I and I honestly love to get that Sting, the Sting gross out figure too. It's yeah. like $200 though. I can't find, I just can't pull the trigger on it. One day it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> You'll I'm, make I'm, enough I, on a card. I promise <laughs> you it's going to happen. Yes, I will. Something like that will happen and I will buy it. Just right now, it just hasn't happened yet. Gotcha. And is it just Sting that you're after, or are you after the Sting? For the gross, the... for the gross out ones, just just one Sting. Um, gotcha. Because he just, I don't even know what he looks like, but he, yeah, he's out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those things are yeah. crazy. I think he yeah. looked like Large Marge from. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, that is yeah. Large Marge. There totally. you go. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. It was part as a sting slash large Marge. Uh, <laughs> yes. <figure. laughs> oh my God. That's a great comparison. That's I perfect. It. I don't know what made me think of that. Anyways. <laughs> now, Jeff, obviously you had none of these, not even the Brett. Correct. I wouldn't collect these. I, I, as I said, I would walk into KB toys, see him and just be like, Ugh, like WTF is going on. <laughs> do you remember and, we went in and this is kind of off topic a little, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So one thing I do also want to mention is that, when Toy Biz took over, I was excited about it. I was kind of like, okay, let's see what they can do. And then the first few figures that came out with the Smash and Slam, I was like, okay, they're not great, but maybe they'll get better. They were hit or miss. Yeah, exactly. They had me here, and then it just went south. And I was like, okay, out on these. But last week, I did say that there is this was a dark age of wrestling figures for me. I was thinking about it, and I don't want to say it was completely dark days because we did get the first Hardy boys figures that we talked about and gushed about last week. Right. But also ECW figures came out at this time. Yes. And ECW, I was on the hunt for ECW figures. True. So yes, it wasn't completely dark and thunderstorms and all that stuff. There was some sunny days, you know, not like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. (laughs) Sunny days. Wow. (laughs) Friends. (laughs) But this was an era where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start focusing on Simpsons figures or stuff like that. I'm going to show you the collection of WCW toy biz figures I have. And I know I said this last week, I'm going to show them to you. You're going to change your mind. I'm going to show you some of these and you're going to be like, you know what? They're not as bad as I remember. Don't you show me that snuff. They're honestly, <laughs> I mean, you like the bone crunchers. I think they're better than the bone crunchers to be honest with you. All right. We do have some eBay prices on these bash at the beach figures bret hart with the rotating aqua mace water blaster last sold ebay list actually this wasn't a last sold ebay listing there is a current ebay listing for an 89.99 on a buy it now yeah and then, and i looked at that one that one the card is peeling away from the bubble oh is it oh it's, got it Ooh. and that's the reason why i haven't made a pat made a jump at that got it Diamond Dallas Page, Diamond Cutter Water Cannon. Last, actually, this one is also current eBay listing of $84.99. Man. Yep, they're expensive, man. Jeez, these are. Holy crap. Man. You were kidding, cleaner. Wow. Dude, when I saw these things red penned down, why didn't I think 22 years into the future? (laughs) Three for 10, right? Right. Oh, dude, these were $4.99, $3.99, three for 10, whatever. Yeah, so were the the green cards. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We always joke about hopping in that DeLorean, you know, man? That's One right. of these days. Goldberg with the twin Aqua Disc Launcher. Last sold eBay listing was August 29th for $34.98 on a buy it now. That one's a pretty good price. 
Was that a was that mint on card? Um, so when I went back to look at it, um, you know how when you click on something on eBay and it's already sold and it brings up a little picture and then you can't you know look. say the items no longer available. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I couldn't get a good look at it. So okay, I got you. And plus, as you've mentioned, there weren't there aren't these excuse me there aren't many on eBay right now. Correct. Or in past listings, so there isn't much to go off on. Much these. to go by, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you know these things had little pieces too of stuff like with those water blasters. So like you gotta imagine if they are loose, they're gonna be missing quite a few little things. Yeah, of course. And these things are what twenty two so, years old. So yeah, there's, exactly. there's gonna be stuff missing. Yep. Yeah. Sting with the Hydro Claw water cannon last old eBay listing was July seventeenth for sixty dollars on a buy it now. And Lex Luger with the Hypro Hydro Water Blaster last sold eBay listing was July 27th for $75 on a buy it now. And there was a loose. And from what I could tell in the pictures, because as I mentioned, Cleaner, that was already sold. Mm. Ring looked mostly complete. I couldn't make out if all the little nooks and crannies were there, but it looked mostly complete. But the ring, the WCW bash at the beach ring playset with the trap door, water cannon, beach ball corner, and collapsing ringside. This was a UK listing. Last sold August 19th for $33.98. That's a, a cleaner robbery right there. I, I know. <laughs> I could have believed there's, there's no, If that thing was complete, that's that's an absurd price. So when you but, look at the when you look at the picture, they did have the hook that you could lower Sting. I did mm-hmm. see the water cannon on the side that Sid was holding in the uh, box art, mm-hmm. and the had the beach ball. I didn't. I don't remember seeing the beach ball. What was the other? There was there was other... a little life the preserver ring. Yeah, there's little life preservers that go off to the side that you can like put a guy like strand a guy out to sea on and stuff like that. So that one I don't remember seeing, but and this is a slide. Good question. That one I have to go back okay. and. I so can't was, imagine. I, I'd have to imagine it was missing quite a few pieces to be at that price. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was over in the UK too, so it was thirty three dollars over there. Man, yeah, that's Not crazy. Yeah. What was the shipping though? If I read it correctly, forty three dollars. Yeah, ah, I was going to say okay. something big like that, and coming from the UK, it's going to be up there for sure. Yeah. yeah. When I purchased the Galoob um, Freebirds two pack set. That one was a quite a bit shipping coming over. It was like an extra forty yeah. or fifty bucks. Dang. Yeah, it's crazy. Oof. Yeah. So, anyways, that rounds out the Bash at the Beach Toy Biz playset. All right, we're gonna have fun with you, Cleaner, because we have a bunch of questions regarding cards. Okay, let's go. Let's do All right, this. Scott, you ready to fire away? <clears throat> yeah, for sure. All Can right. I throw the first one? Yeah, please do. So the thing with collecting wrestling figures, obviously, we're Jeff and I both mint on card guys. I can display my figures up on the wall mm-hmm. and especially getting them signed. They look great up on the wall. Mm-hmm. How do you show off your cards? So just to kind of, you, I mean, you guys can see me, obviously the listeners can't see me, but I do put pictures up a lot of my updated curio hanger and stuff. Here's just a box that I keep them in. Right. Okay. But up here, can you see this? Ah, okay. Got it. Okay. So that's my wall hanger. So it's a clear for the listeners. It's basically like a clear, shelf um, that hangs on the wall and there are stands you can buy for the cards you basically put them in the stands and then i i put those are all some of my you know my favorite cards like i have my hogan rookie there my hogan autograph stephanie autograph some cena stuff macho man stuff 
Roman autographs, my MJF, you know, all that, you know, just basically my favorite cards. I don't display all my cards. I do have a Danhausen shrine, which has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of his cards, as well as a mask, two figures, um, a little micro buddy that uh, my buddy Dobro sent me. Uh, nice. Love, love that guy to death. Love oh, Dobro. Uh, and and, and what's something's really cool is um, that is a kiss Danhausen card. Whoa. Whoa. He, he kissed the card. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> I got you. I see. I got you. Like the like the girls do. So yes. now, before I even bought that card, I go, I, and I know the guy that that made the card. That's actually a custom card that uh, a guy made. And I go, man, I go, I just, I can't, I can't buy this without figuring this out. So I tagged Dan Housen on Twitter. He didn't see it because he gets you know thousands oh, yeah. of of tweets a day, right? So he right. didn't see it. So what I did was I tagged him and then I tagged uh, Davis, his, um, what do you call it? His uh, guy that handles everything anyways. And I said, did he really kiss these cards? And he said, yes, he actually did kiss the cards. He actually stared me in the face while he did some of them. It was creepy. (laughs) (laughs) And then then Dan Housen comes on and goes in with, you know, in full gimmick. Yes. Dan Housen kissed these. So, um, with that being said, I do have displays, um, you know, all over period. I mean, honestly, you don't even need something like that. You just get a regular, you know, get a, get a detox or whatever. Any kind of stand will work. They sell card stands that you can put the cards on and you can display them like that. Got it. And you use hard plastic cases to display the cards in, right? I do. And this, so there's, there's another thing like chromium style cards. A lot of people make the mistake of putting those in um, one touches, which are the magnetics. Don't do that unless you have a penny sleeve on them because it can it can scratch the surface. Then if you ever want to get them graded, oh. your surface grade is going to bring your entire grade down. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Penny sleeve top loader or penny sleeve magnetic. Or, of course, if you got your card graded, they sell graded card sleeves, too, that you put those in. Got it. Okay. So one of the things that we witnessed back in the eighties was we witnessed the crash of cards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw the height, we, you know, we Mm -hmm. rode that wave and then we saw the crash. How much Mm -hmm. did we pay for our 89 Fleer Billy Ripken, Jeff? (laughs) $65. I think think that's how much mom paid. (laughs) Yeah. But how do card companies nowadays, how are they going to prevent that crash again? have they kind of figured out the key to success to keep this going long-term? So essentially, yes, because 90, so the majority of stuff nowadays is serial numbered. Okay. For instance, the card I just pulled today, the Liv Morgan that I told you about, that's numbered to 25. There's only 25 of them in the entire world. I have one of those. Okay. They don't mass produce them like they did back then. Now, don't get me wrong. Panini, knows they lost the WWE license. So base cards, okay, which are just the base non-numbered serial numbered cards, they're printing the crap out of them. You know what I mean? But if you got a serial number card, you know that that's not overpopulated because it's serial number to that number. So there's no, it's nothing like it used to be. It's, it's nothing like it used to be. Like I say, there's short prints, there's super short prints, there's you know, rookies and base cards and stuff like that, that are not numbered. You'll never know how much they are, how many are out there. The companies will never release that information anyways. So what you're saying is a lot of the stuff of the eighties, like 
Canseco rookies and Maguire rookies mm-hmm. were just so mass produced that. So, oh yeah. I can't even imagine how many they made. And also numbered inserts weren't a thing. Right. Correct. There was nothing serial numbered back then. Every once in a while you, you'd, so in upper deck, if you remember like upper deck, uh, I want to say it was like upper deck 90, they had like the Ted Williams insert and they had random autograph cards. There was like 2,500 of them made. Right. And that would have been like when they ever first started doing that of any type, like in the baseball card world. Exactly. So they did Ted Williams for baseball. They did Joe Montana in football and Wayne Gretzky in hockey. Now, keep in mind what I just said, 2,500 of them. Okay. Now, mind you, you could be a kid and open a case of those cards and not not pull one of those. True. The Liv Morgan that I pulled today, there's only 25. 2,500. 25. Yeah. So just that right there alone is just, you know, astronomically lower in general. So I don't, it'll never get back to an era where it was in the, in, in the late eighties, early nineties. So minus the Jordan rookie Mm -hmm. card and minus Mm -hmm. Ken Griffey Jr.'s upper deck rookie card. Are there any cards that are still valuable from the eighties? Oh, sure. All uh, any card can be valuable from the eighties if they're graded and if they're graded high, if, okay. if they're graded at a PSA 10 or a, you know, BGS nine, five or a 10. Um, sure. Absolutely. Anybody's rookie card. Mattingly's is worth money. George Brett's. Um, I mean, name any, name any big player from the eighties and uh, sure. Absolutely. Jose Canseco's is uh, PSA 10. I can't remember what they were going for. I haven't checked in a while. Was it like a Don Russ 86 or something like that? Well, the 80, so the 86 was the rookies. That was the green one. And then there was an, and then there was an 86. That was the uh, blue one. The blue one's the sought after one. So the blue one and a PSA 10, definitely several hundred, several hundreds of dollars. Okay. So you're talking about PSA and I apologize, BSC or Uh, BGS. So what is the better one to go with? PSA is the king. Okay. So there's a saying in baseball and uh, it's Chrome is king. Okay. So anything chromium is going to be worth the most. Mm-hmm. PSA is the top dog. There's no question about it. Nobody's going to top them. Nobody's coming close to topping them. I'm going to tell you something that I had originally talked to you about. You were talking to me about a card getting graded uh, a little bit ago. There's a company out there called CSG and CSG um, just got into the game about a year and a half ago. Okay. And they're making huge strides. Now, CSG, their acrylic they use for their slabs is the best I've ever seen. It's almost like looking at pure glass. Their slabs are gorgeous. They feel great in your hand. But here's the cool, here's the best part about CSG. CSG is the same company. The, the people that run it are the same people that are number one in comics and number one in coins and number one in stamps. It's a huge, reputable company with a lot of money backing them. And I think it, it it's only a matter of time before their stuff is right up there behind PSA as far as value for graded cards. I absolutely love them. And, you know, this is just a prediction of mine. Take it or leave it. It is what it is. You know, I don't know everything, but I'm not usually wrong about things. <laughs> so this is, like I say, take it or leave it type thing. But I absolutely love them. And here's the thing. PSA, you send in the PSA right now and you pay $18 for a card. It's going to take six months to a year to get it back. Correct. You pay CSG $20 and they'll have you a card back in two weeks. Wow. So here's the, here's the thing. Now, not so much with wrestling cards. Okay. Cause wrestling cards, 
aren't going to see that kind of jump in six months to a year. But think about it like this. Let's say when Judge hit his 30th home run, you're like, damn, this guy can break the record. You know what I mean? This guy's, mm-hmm. this guy's going to hit 60 home runs. And you send your stuff into PSA, okay? And you want to get this back. You know, you're never going to get that back by the time the season ends and he breaks that record. You're going to get those cards back in the middle of winter when everybody's buying basketball at that time and everybody's hyped about football at that time, okay? And, 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 and the card is the, the Aaron Judge you sent off is going to sell for hundreds less than it was when you wanted to get it back during baseball season. Correct. Right. So let's just say that card sells for $300 in a PSA 10. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it sells for $200 in a CSG 10. Okay. Which is the company I'm talking about. Right. That hundred dollar difference in what it's valued at getting it back in that time frame might be a difference of $400 as far as when you would have got it back when he broke that versus when you're selling it in the winter time. So is it worth it to send it to PSA and wait that long of a time? That's up to you to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Again, wrestling cards, if you're, you know, that's, you know, the main priority of the show is wrestling. Right, right. So if people are doing wrestling cards, that's not really going to make a difference. Do you want to send a PSA? It's not going to go up like that in a couple months. Because like you said, wrestling cards don't fluctuate the way that the sports cards do. Yeah, Correct. Yes, because when a player gets hot, a player gets hot. You know, you got a rookie quarterback who comes out and he's, he starts killing it. Um, you know, for instance, like Jalen, look what Jalen Hurts has done his first couple of weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, his stuff's going crazy right now. Send it off to PSA and get it back in six months. The season's over. Is it easy to send stuff off to CSG? It is very easy to send stuff off to either CSG or, or Beckett uh, or, or PSA. I actually been meaning to do like I did with the pain pen thing, just a little like, tutorial of how to do it Mm -hmm. just to kind of show people because i do have a ton of like wrestling card collector followers now right on twitter so i think i'm going to do something like that and then if anybody wants to see it they can they can just take a look it'll be on my on my twitter feed but it's very easy yeah it's very easy you put it in a um just a semi-rigid sleeve um just put it in between some cardboard and just send it to them and just fill out the form online it's very easy okay let's go back to the 80s wrestling cards outside of the all-stars there right. was a there were some wwf cards that had come out and obviously Correct. there's there's the bret hart rookie where he's got the tag title on uh, i have it uh, i was gonna say i think you have it i do are there any of those cards that are super valuable like so yeah i mean it, again it goes down to um condition especially right. with 80s cards because 80s cards were the companies cut them so bad. The centering was atrocious on some of these cards and things of that nature. And, you know, kids, you know, in the 80s, they didn't care about, you know, protecting. There wasn't stuff to protect cards back then and whatnot. So shoe boxes, <laughs> you, you know it, man. And, and rubber yeah. bands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Rubber band them up. Yep. So, um, for instance, there's Hogan's particular rookie that's an 85 tops. Uh huh. I got that graded PSA. Um, so like Hogan stuff, Macho Man, OPG rookie, Brett's 87 rookie is very, is very sought after if it's, you know, in a decent grade. Um, yeah, they all sell for multiple, dude, if they're graded high, they sell for multiple hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars. So what you're saying wrestlers. is if you're, if you're sitting on these, you should probably cherry pick the big names and send them in for grading. It makes all the difference in how much it's worth. If they're in good enough condition, absolutely. Um, even stuff that comes back like like the the um the Hogan eighty five tops, even if it comes back a PSA eight, 
which is not hard to really get. It's still a $250 card. Scott, we have these, right? I didn't recognize that Hogan. Uh, the ones we had were like blue and red borders. Yep. That's that's going to have Brad Hart. That's is it almost like a flag? Yes, like exactly. Have, yes. Yep. That's Brad. That's Brad Hart's rookie year. So we had a bunch have, of those. You'll have Brad Hart rookies in there. Other than Brad Hart in there, the Hogan's do sell decent, but it's not like one of his sought after stuff because it's not his rookie or his all stars. But Brad Hart's rookies in there and he sells very well if you get a high grade. OK. So, and if not for anything else, Jeff. That's your guy. Get a couple great for your PC, man, and just put it aside. Put it put it next to a figure. You know what I mean? Put it next to a signed figure. How cool would it look in a slab sitting next to a signed figure displayed? You're speaking my language, man. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. And you know, one of the things we've talked about too, we actually had a discussion about not getting stuff signed if it had a high value on it. So that's another thing that's a big difference between wrestling cards and, and sports cards. Sports cards it will actually devalue the card. Sports cards will. So like baseball, basketball, Correct. football, hockey, if you get a, a high value card signed. You get a rookie card signed. Yeah, it's it's not going to be as sought after as if it's not signed in a high. Grade. Okay, got it. But now on wrestling cards. Wrestling, it's completely different. Wrestling is if you get, if you have a signed Hogan 82 All-Stars versus an unsigned 82 All-Stars Hogan at a high grade, that thing's going to sell for multiple thousands more. Oh. It's completely different. Wow. Undertaker autograph rookies. Undertaker, like you said, you were talking about his signing and how he's charging for stuff. He won't even sign his rookie cards for any less than $600 because he knows what they sell for sign. Okay, so it is okay in the wrestling world if you have a rookie card of somebody yes. like Jeff, that Rock. Yes. Oh, okay. Rock's signature, dude? Forget about it. Rock doesn't sign anything. He doesn't sign, dude. Oh, really? Rock doesn't sign any. Rock has, Rock has one signed wrestling card ever in production one or two he might have two i think it's just one i think he has the one in the wrestling and the one fleer set and then he has one for scorpion king which isn't okay. even wrestling so most valuable wrestling autograph then 100 percent. okay not even close okay so the thing is is i've already sent off that rock to get psa graded okay yeah did have your subs popped yet no not yet it's getting close are you in like tier two, phase two, or whatever? Uh, I think, yeah. Nor, uh, Norm and GBM have their dude, they go off all day about it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. I just kind of want to get my card back, you know? Just kinda, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. actually curious is it going to be an eight or a nine? Because the pictures that I sent to you mm -hmm. didn't hold it justice. Because when I handed it to Norm to hand to his buddy that works for PSA, mm -hmm. when he got it, he goes, wait a second, the pictures you sent me were, th this is way better. Yeah. And I was like, oh. It, it had some soft corners, though. It did have yeah. some soft corners. So that was the only thing. He said, this might be a nine. He goes, trust me. He goes, this might be a nine. He goes, the pictures you sent were, didn't do it justice. Right. Well, that's, so that's what I said to you. I said, you're, I said it's either an eight or a nine. Right, right. And I said, it could get a nine because the centering was very good. Mm -hmm. and the surface was in, was very good as well. Yep. You had just the, the edges were good. You had just those soft corners. Yeah. However, it's just a matter of how they're going to rate those soft corners versus so everything gets a grade. There's right. centering that gets a grade. There's edges, there's corners, and there's surface. Mm -hmm. There could be one thing on that card that could be so bad that it could throw off the entire, re the your overall grade just by that one category. Yeah. 
Well, Scott, we got to start looking through our old cards, dude. Yeah, seriously. Like I didn't know that there was so much money, like, especially in those old wrestling cards. I had no idea, but cleaner. I got to ask you, say Hogan comes around your area doing a signing. <laughs> Are you going to take that Hogan 85 out of the plastic? Have him jot no. his autograph. You wouldn't have uh, it done. I, I would. You know what? I don't even know, man. That, that would be <laughs> something that would like, I'd probably just buy another one. Okay. That's that not great. You know what I'm saying? I would buy a non-graded one. And, and gotcha. then I would just get that signed. And okay. then I'd probably get that. Great. But you know, with Hogan, you can send those to his beach shop and he'll sign them. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he'll send them right back. He'll take a picture of himself holding them and then he'll send them back to you. Multiple okay. guys in the multiple guys in the wrestling um in the wrestling card community have done it. Multiple okay. guys. Yeah. And then and, and like I was saying to you guys, like there's th- those guys with those 82 all-stars, like there's a gentleman named uh named Dave Peck, and um he's just his collection is just ridiculous. I mean, you know, all that all you know, very little money involved and just the way he's turned it into that. Um well I, I told you guys that off camera, didn't I? Yes. Okay, so real quick, his name's Dave Peck. Give him a follow on Twitter. This guy's cards will blow your mind, okay? When I tell you that this guy probably invested, and he was buying the 82 All-Stars before they ever even came close to blowing up, sending them off, getting them graded. This guy has, I want to say, like 12 Hogan 82 All-Stars. Multiple ones signed. He has PSA 9s. He has PSA 8s. He has 22 Ric Flairs. When I tell you that this guy has turned, you know, straw into gold, I mean, he's probably get, has invested a total of maybe 100K into his collection, and he's now sitting on over a million-dollar collection. Oh, oh, my gosh. That's unreal. It, it, it really is unreal. And, and, like, this isn't something he could have, I think, even predicted. This is just something he did because he loved it. So, again, collect what you love. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if down the line your stuff becomes that valuable, that's awesome. But you know what? You're not essentially buying it to make money. You're buying it because you love it. Yeah. And if it happens to turn into money, then that's just an added bonus. Right. Right. I mean, this. yeah, this dude's never going to sell these cards. Like when I tell you never going to sell these cards, like he's never going to sell these cards. Follow this guy on Twitter. He He puts the pictures of these cards up all the time. He's got tyson's best rookie psa 10 he's got you know when i tell you like name a wrestler from the 80s that's in the 82 all-star set he's got it in a psa 10 i mean he was just wow. putting up today earlier today he had uh junkyard dog a uh, psa 10 he had um i can't even think of some of this stuff but just ridiculous amounts of stuff he's a great follower so when you were talking about autographs what's the best thing to use for an autograph? Is it a fine point paint pen? Is it a Sharpie? Is yeah, it- it's, it's, well, it's so cards are different. Yeah. So it's, it's usually just a regular Sharpie with that okay. stuff. Okay. It depends on the, the stock of the card. Okay. Which Jeff, I did notice when we went to see Conseco, Conseco was signing all of the cards in black Sharpie. Oh, he was. Yes. Cause those are older eighties cards. Those were all on paper stock. Now newer cards, a lot of them come on chromium stock. Chromium stock is, you know, it's almost like a plastic over it. So paint pen does work good on those. Okay. Oh, okay. So So, don't use paint on the older, like, 80s cars. No, it'll, like, soak right into it. It will. Okay, so it would tend to fade over time then. Yeah, it's just like taking a, well, it's just like taking a paint pen to a a piece of paper. Makes sense. Yep, and it'll look like crap, so. It'll soak right through. It'll be all blotchy. Got it. Yeah, it'll look terrible. 
So okay, for the newer cards, use fine point paint pens. On the older cards, just use regular Sharpie. If it's a chromium style, um, yeah, if it's a chromium, you'll, you you know the difference between a chromium style and a paper style. I mean, it's a huge difference just in the feel of it. So, Got it. And yeah. is it still rule of thumb, get baseball signed with ballpoint pen? Oh, yeah, baseballs? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, I've seen, you know what? Um, I actually, you, well, I did have it. I, I got rid of it uh, a little while ago when the guy blew up. Fernando Tatis, I had a black ball of his, and it was signed in gold Sharpie, and it looked gorgeous. It was a black ball with gold stitching. Ooh. Was it traditional, like the the original material of a baseball, or was it a different type of yes. material? No. Okay. It was, it was the same style, but I it, I think it was. It felt like a regular baseball. Okay. I mean, if, if it wasn't, I could have fooled me. Okay, because I've seen on white, just traditional white baseballs with uh-huh. the red threads, I've seen yeah. black Sharpie used. And over time, it tends to yellow it, around the mark. Okay. Around the mark. Yeah, I, you know what? Maybe it was a little bit of a different material. It did. I'll tell you what, I couldn't tell the difference. Okay, got it. Yeah, I definitely got couldn't it. tell the difference. I know that's off topic, but it, since we got on the yeah. subject of autographs on memorabilia, I was just wondering, yeah. you know, has that changed at all but yeah back in the day that was the rule ballpoint pen on a baseball for sure on the white white ball normal ball yeah that's still yeah that's go-to for sure got it okay so hypothetical situation somebody puts 20 grands in your hands just here's 20 grand now go buy but you have to do either wrestling baseball it has to be specific to one okay what are you buying in the world of wrestling cards if I had 20 grand, first thing I would go and buy is a Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon autograph. Okay. Because um, he very, very rarely signs. And that thing I feel like is going to be worth just a ton of money down the line. On anything specific? Um, no, he has a, I, I apologize. He has a transcended uh, autograph card, which uh, came out of a $25,000 wrestling box. Uh-oh. Wait, wait, there's a $25,000 wrestling box of cards. It, it comes in a suitcase with a lock. It's literally a money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> it, it, it's, it is literally a money in the bank briefcase. Holy crap. It comes with, so it comes with one set of autograph cards, but you don't know what each card's going to be numbered to. It has every, all the big names in it. You know, all the McMahons, the Stone Colds, Undertakers, they're all on card autographs. They're gorgeous. Oh. They're in like a, a little gold frame. Um, oh and then you get one cut autograph in there. This could have been Ultimate Warrior. This could have been Andre the Giants. Oh, wow. Um, then it comes with a belt, one belt, one set of plates. And then each year had a certain subset that came in it. This most recent year was John Cena, 50 John Cena cards. Oh my God. We're, okay. Where do you even purchase that at? That's what you, I was, that was my next question. So that would be something you could get at, you know, Dave and Adam's website, Steel City, blowout cards. Very rare do people buy that for a personal thing. So what'll happen is like my, my buddy, Chris, he'll buy a case of that stuff and then he'll do it where each spot is $250 and everybody gets one random card. So you're basically paying $250 for one card or you know, the belt, if you get off, you know, if you get randomized the belt, oh, my bad too. Also, what comes in there is in a VIP invitation to WrestleMania too. Jeff, you want to go have these on one of these? <laughs> I kind of do, man. <laughs> I mean, come on, you guys got the money, both buy one each. Uh, 
I, I don't have the money anymore. I had to buy Hasbro's Steph Curry figure this morning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listeners, we'd like to announce our Patreon has gone live for the first yeah, time right. in seven years. <laughs> so here's the thing about the Transcendent, though. That was a Topps product, and Topps no longer has the license to WWE. So you're not going to see that anymore because Panini now has it. So there are there like untouched specimens out there that have not been cracked open. They're still sealed. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'm okay. sure there is people. Okay. We were actually talking about that earlier today. Just imagine the amount of like wax that's out there. Like we were talking like one of the wrestling card guys put up a picture of the 2011 TNA cards, like the TriStar, just like the sale sheet, right? Mm-hmm. And on the sale sheet, they had a card that was a one-on-one Macho Man cut autograph. Oh, and they were like, has anybody seen this? No, nobody's ever seen this. And I said, you know what? I said, those boxes were serial numbered. I said, it's probably sitting in somebody's collection and it will never get opened. Oh, wow. That's the thing. Imagine how much wax is out there, right? But unopened boxes of cards that'll just never get opened because you know what? The box is worth more than what you'll pull out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you take that chance and open that box and you pull, you know, a, a curry man autograph. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know what i mean curry man in, in a velvet sky <laughs> and that box that box sealed was worth seven hundred dollars and you just pulled ten dollars worth of autographs yeah no one's gonna do that you lost however big, yeah that macho man's in there you're not gonna take that risk to do it i said that card will probably never surface and there's Good a point. lot of cards like that there's a lot of cards like that that'll never surface because, or, you know, just think about in general, um, if somebody had uh, like a card shop, right. And they pass away and it's, it's in somebody's basement or something and it just never gets gone through. People just throw the stuff away. I just want to get rid of it. You know what I mean? You leave that kind of stuff, an entire basement full of cards to your child in a home that, you know, you pass the, you left them their home in the, your home in the will. They got to empty that house out so they can sell the house. They don't give a crap about that stuff in the basement. They're going to get one of those big industrial dumpsters and they're going to throw everything out and not even look at it. Imagine what people throw away. It just it drives me. I think about it all the time. It drives me nuts. Oh, my gosh. That's so scary. (laughs) That's so scary. I can't even think about it. Like, it makes me sick. Man. Well, mostly because as kids, we didn't get anything thrown out. Like, our parents saved everything. Well, lucky you. So yeah, so I can't imagine having stuff just junked. Yeah, that lucky sucks. You. My parents very threw lucky. everything away. Everything oh away. man, we wanted to talk to you about cards because, as I said, we kind of crashed with the crash of the '90s and the '80s. Well, we literally dropped out of the hobby. Yeah, a lot of, of people did. You know, yeah, a lot of people did. And honestly, that's when stuff started to be valuable again. Was like '94 and on. 93 and on when everybody stopped buying it because that's the thing everybody stopped buying it so there's yeah. less and less there, there, there was one uh youtube short or instagram reel it's, a, it's like basically a tiktok but anyways there was a guy he was standing there and he had a graded what was lebron's rookie year was that oh two 2003 2003-2004 the- he had an oh three pack of cards but the oh three pack of cards was graded and it was graded it was graded an eight oh, yeah. and he's holding it yeah. and he goes so this pack right here is worth twenty five hundred dollars or three thousand dollars he goes yep but if you pull a lebron rookie 
you're you yeah. automatically have five hundred eighty thousand, almost seven hundred thousand dollars in cash, like basically sitting in your hand. He goes, "I'm a yep. gambler," and he cracks it open, and he's pulling like oh. I, I I don't even remember the players of like Richardson or you know. So, oh yeah, Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson, yeah. the Dunk King, yeah. and he he was pulling those cards, and he's like, "Well, yeah. he goes, I just kind of wasted about three thousand dollars." Yeah. I've seen people do that. Well, I've seen a lot of people do that actually, but that's exactly the case. But so like that's, and that's why I say that macho man will never surface because that's the same thing. What you just said about that pack, that pack was worth, you know, whatever, 2,500. Mm-hmm. If he opens it up and pulls what he pulls out of it, it's worth nothing. But if he gets LeBron, it's a huge gamble. Yeah. You gotta be a gambler. And you, I mean, that year though, for, to be fair, for LeBron, you, he could have also pulled Dwayne Wade's rookie out of there. He could have pulled Carmelo Anthony's rookie out of there. So he had multiple guys you can pull out of the LeBron year packs. You have multiple guys you can pull that are, you know, pretty sought after. So it's funny watching. There's another guy I'll, I'll see come across on the uh, feed and he will open up like 1987 Donruss football. And they're like the uh, uh, they're like the ugliest cards. They are so ugly. <laughs> and he's going through. And the best one is is when he opens up baseball packs and they still have the gum in it. Oh gosh! Yes. And yes. if it doesn't look good, he'll he'll just kind of chuck it. But if it looks fine, he'll pop it in, and you can hear the crunching. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, oh yeah. breaking his teeth, dude! It turns to straight powder. My powder. Cousin, yeah. yeah, yeah. My cousin did it with one. Matter of fact, I swear to God, I, we went to the flea market this last weekend, and I bought my wife loves out loved elf growing up oh yeah and this guy had elf guy had elf packs and i go i gotta get her a pack of cards you know <laughs> just to bring home and it still had the That's gum great. in it and i swear to god she opened the pack and the gum left a stain on the one card that you could see right through the back to the front of it yes and i go if you eat that gum i go you could take 500 dollars out of the savings account and just go spend it on whatever you want i don't care she goes i'm not touching that gum she goes look what it did to that card what do you think it'll do to me <laughs> oh yeah yeah totally but that was kind of the issue with the jordan rookie cards right is those packs that they came in i think had gum no the jordan the jordan rookie year 86 didn't they didn't have gum they didn't okay cuz i was watching somebody do a case break and they were opening up older cards that might have been like 85 84 somewhere in there they started putting gum in around 87 or 88 i want to say okay so that's what it was so they opened up a pack of cards and like you had said with the elf card the gum was mm. literally eating through the card that it was stuck yeah. to. and he was like i pray that we don't get so-and-so's card with the gum stuck to it he yes goes, with the gum stuck to like, it that's right, just horrible right. luck and i don't think that right. they did but yeah they lost a couple of decent cards i don't think the jared i can no 90 percent positive that 86 Fleer did not have gum in there so okay yeah they were trying to get some i thought it was jordan they may be trying to get somebody else but yeah the gum was just ruining like every single pack or the card the the pack <laughs> luckily it only ruins the back card it's stuck to yes, yes. but god forbid like so. that's the card you're looking for because right exactly <laughs> that's yeah, gonna exactly. suck yeah and then you and then you look at it and it's all freaking beautifully centered and it's yeah. you know the edges are sharp and the yep. corners are beautiful and you're like oh my god that's like a psa 10 minus the gum stain yes <laughs> and there's a huge gum stain on it but like it you is. said earlier cleaner it goes back to exactly what you said these things are just a gamble and you can't go into the hobby expecting to make money yes so long and short of it is cards are literally gambling no matter any way you look at it, whether you're buying singles 
of a guy you and are hoping is going to be good so you can sell them for more or whether you're breaking boxes or whatever the case may be, it's essentially gambling. Yes. However, what I've learned, and this is what's great for your listeners, because, and this is again, why I've loved, haven't loved the hobby this much in so many years is wrestling cards is completely different than that because it's, you're not waiting for somebody to blow up. You're collecting the guys you love. You're getting cool cards of people. Yes. You're going to get boxes where you're going to get cards out of there that are going to make your adrenaline rush and their huge hits and stuff like that. But you're also not spending a thousand dollars on a box, right? You're spending a hundred, maybe 200 on a box. Um, a, a box of select right now, WWE select 2022, the value that comes out of these things for $190 for a box is unbelievable. The stuff you can pull. This is Undertaker autographs in there, Hogan autographs in there, Stone Cold autographs in there, multiple short prints in every single box. I mean, it's just a great value. And if you can find the blasters of select in the stores, those are awesome too. Um, they have those yield huge, huge hits too. The hobby world, the wrestling card world is going nuts over these these select cards and just what Panini has been doing in general, as much as I've crapped on Panini throughout this entire podcast, <laughs> what they're doing with wrestling cards is really good. That's all I can say. Got it. Right. Well, we were able to pull a positive out of it from Panini. So, all right. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I, I, we forgot to mention this when we were talking about that Conseco, Bo Jackson, Ricky Henderson signing Bo Jackson wouldn't sign copies of tech mobile. He wouldn't sign anything with tech mobile on it. Why is that? I wonder. We don't, don't know. know. Don't know. Ricky Henderson wouldn't sign bases. The reason being, oh, because he's probably got a contract with somebody where bingo, where they, they just sell the, the bases because he yeah. held up the base. At bingo. one point, he did. Yes, bingo. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, uh, I wanted to pick your brain about cards because, as I said, we were the kids of the '80s that loved the cards, but we fell off with the crash. Uh, but to see its resurgence is just remarkable. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I guess they kind of figured out what led to that crash and have fixed the issue. Correct. So it's kind of remarkable to see. It's not a kid's hobby anymore, though, like it used to be with us. You know, you sure. we'd, go into yeah. the, we'd go into the store with our parents and, you know, hey, can I get this He-Man figure? Uh, here, get this pack of cards because they were a quarter, right? They yeah. were a quarter. Here, yep. you, can get, you can get three packs of cards. You're not getting a He-Man figure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why so many of us have, bins and bins of this crap just filling up our parents basements or whatever i can't tell you my buddy owns a card shop out here in buffalo every time i'm in there just kicking it with him he gets phone calls every single time of somebody hey i have a whole i have a bin of cards do you buy cards he his first thing what what year are they from oh 80s 90s no because everybody has them Yep. My mother used to tell me if you knew your science and social studies books, like you knew this Beckett, you'd be an A student. (laughs) I knew the Beckett front to back, every card, what it was worth, everything. There was only four sets back then. You know, you had Fleer, you had Donruss, you had Upper Deck, and you had Tops. Yep. Let's not forget good old sport flicks. They were trying. (laughs) Oh, they, yeah, they came along. And score. And score. Real quick before we get off the, the card topic, I just want to throw a shout out to um, Tony. He actually is, um, he uh, runs the wrestlingtradingcards.com website. Oh. If you go on that website, you literally can find any cards in any set. He does all the indie cards. 
Indie cards are all the cards of the guys before they're in WWE or AEW. Everything's on there. And he's just a wealth of knowledge. I was actually on his show as well on YouTube um, called, you know, basically it's just, a you know, if you type in wrestling trading cards, it'll come right up. And um, Armand is another guy. His Twitter handle is just wrestling trading cards. Tony's is wrestling trading cards.com. But Armand, I've never talked to somebody who knew more about cards ever. And this dude's a local dude. Oh, he has. Literally, he goes to every single event and waits by like Starbucks and things of that nature. He has every single, I can't even name a wrestler he doesn't have their autograph on a card of. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And what was Meets nice. And what was Armand's? <clears throat> Armand's is just wrestling trading cards. The other one is wrestling trading cards.com. Armand actually helps him with the website. Oh, okay. okay. Got it. Got it. All right, now it is time for the No Holds Barred giveaway. And is everybody ready? Can't wait, dude. The winner is a gentleman by the name of Ethan. No way. It is not Ethan Chambers. Oh. <laughs> this is Thought he had it. This is at Easy E, which is a cool name. That is a cool name. At Easy E B18 on twitter so you have seven days to hit us up once you slide into the dm say hey look i won once you get us your information we'll send that on over to travis once travis gets it he'll just slap your information on the box and basically get it right back out to you so again congratulations ethan at easy e b18 congratulations on the no holds barred giveaway from travis fowler and i'm hoping you're enjoying the tb toy cast that's awesome. Congrats, dude. That's a big win. That is a congratulations, huge. man. That is a that's that's a big that's a big boy win. That is oh, yeah. a major big boy win. So. That's a big dub right there. Yeah. So again, seven days. So you have from what's this Sunday? 25th all the way to the following Sunday, whatever. Scott, get your calendar. <laughs> uh make it two. first, I think. Is it the first? I think, I think so. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah. Anyways, the following Sunday, you have seven days to hit us up. So congratulations again, Ethan. And that rounds out the show. I want everybody to check out RoyslingToyTracker.com over there. You can find the card and loose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's Just Toys, Bendham's Defining Moments, and retro. So if you're in the hunt for collecting any of those figures, head on over to wrestlingtoytracker.com and see if you're getting the fair market value on any of those lines. All right, let's move down the podcasting buddies. We've got Breaker and Bane, of course. Fun show over there. Wrestling talk, movie talk, comic talk, all the talk going on over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We also got You Know It's Fake, right? Which Congratulations, Scott. You were on this past week. Yeah, I had a lot of fun recording with Breaker. It's always easy. It's always fun. That was a lot of fun. Actually, you did a good job on that episode, dude. Thank you, sir. I actually just downloaded it. I'm actually it's it's in my list. I have to I have to I have to listen to. So I'm excited for it too. Yeah, it's, you, a, it's a it's a good episode, man. It's a good episode. They had a lot of fun talk on there. Breaker's a badass, dude. He is such a good host, such a good interviewer. Like he's just he has perfected his craft. Also, check out the TB Toycast, who sponsored the giveaway this week. Check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. We got the Chick-fil-A show with Seth, Sheena, and Marco. We got Justin over at Wrestling Cheers. 
RJ does ringside rant. We got Rucker and Marty doing boots of the face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. Speaking of Ethan, him and Soda do a NASCAR podcast called In the Marbles Pod. That's a lot of fun. I enjoy listening to each week. And Scott, what you got for drunk wrestling history? Cleaner knows drunk wrestling history. <laughs> <laughs> that was a blast, man. I, I, <laughs> Cleaner, we got so much good was... feedback on that bit. I'll tell you. Cleaner, yeah? cleaner yeah. definitely knows his porn. He <laughs> I do, man. I do. I told you. We shouldn't have even done the watch along. Like it, that bit with you, Cleaner, and the yeah. guy that went on before you, like listeners loved it. Like That's they can't awesome. wait until we do it again, man. They loved that bit. You guys were That's a hit. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we that had was a fun, lot of man. fun. Absolutely. And congratulations on winning the, uh, was it a coloring book? or uh... They got a comic. No, comic, comic book. I, I can't bring myself to, to bring it out, to take it out of the, the plastic. Yeah. I want to read it so bad, but I'm like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, look. I don't even know if Eddie opened it, to be honest with you. Like that came, literally came out of his grandma's attic. But what you got for drunk wrestling history this week, Scott? Uh, no show this week. Eddie is actually in Disneyland right now. Oh. So we're not dropping a show this week, but you can check out all of our past episodes. Uh, the one with Cleaner has already been posted. It's a watch along of HBK and Hogan from SummerSlam 2005. Uh, let's see. Wrestling underscore drunk on Twitter. Man, I'm used to promoting a show every week and we don't have one. It's kind of throwing me off. <laughs> but you can find us wherever you find all of your other podcasts at Because We Are Drunk Wrestling History, where we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. And we want you guys to check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. If you need artwork of any type, Jason is your guy. He just had a successful run at a Vegas con, sold a bunch of stuff. He's posting a bunch of stuff now. Art of Jason Wolf. Check it all out. Check out his custom chop shop with his custom Hasbros. You'll love them. We love him. You will. Jason Wolf, check him out on his social media at the art of Jason Wolf. Any type of artwork, Jason is your guy. And Jeff, yes. here we go. All right. Outsidersbeardco.com. Yes. Because we don't want the butt hairs smelling like the beard hairs. Nope. Nope. I got it backwards. Nope. Got, got it backwards. backwards. Just You've been practicing it. too. You were you were almost I, there. I've been I've been practicing in the office and it's not working well. No. But check out OutsidersBeardCo.com because they've got a bunch of great products for your beard. Oils, waxes, keep it looking and smelling fresh. Because, Jeff, yes, you don't want your beard hairs. Oh, that's not like your butt hairs. That's what it is. OutsidersBeardCo.com. <laughs> and Cleaner, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been a blast. I'm glad you reached out. You are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to cards. And it's fun to have a little change up this week. To kind he's of, a fully posable OG. Let's not forget is. to point that out. I remember he named himself Mike the Cleaner. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember how I actually got that name though? Do you remember when I tagged Kenny Omega when he had like thirty thousand followers? I don't know if you remember this. This is a true story, and I said three names, and he voted on that name. Oh, nice. <laughs> he used to talk to all his fans all the time. Like, I'm talking, this was like way back when. Uh -huh. Like, like I'm talking like junior heavyweight in, I, in, in, in New, New Japan. Japan. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for being on, man. And as Scott said, you are an OG. You were our very first winner giveaway. I think we get, I was. I think it was, was the Finn? Finn Balor Elite 41, sir. The and and, and yes. the t-shirt. 
and a t-shirt and I still have that t-shirt. It doesn't fit me anymore, uh, but <sighs> I do still have it because I've gained quite a bit of weight. It's all years, muscle, dude. But, it's uh, all muscle. Yeah. I mean, that's, what, you know, that's, what, you can make me try and make me feel better, but muscle, it man. it's all muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank you for being on dude. You're thank you, man. It was a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Sky for episode 348. Anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy. Fig License 2016, and happy toy hunting. And I want to thank Cleaner one more time for coming on the show. And I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 348, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.